Hello, Internet! Just wanted to let you know the Kickstarter for Goblin, the Goblin RPG, is live. If you want to help make our silly game about goblins in a post-apocalyptic wasteland come to life, then come check it out by going to goblin.house. That is G-O-B-L-I-N dot house. Thanks, now enjoy the show. Sitting in his decrepit shack, Bluto pondered his life's direction. He plucked a silvery fish scale, desiccated with time from his beard, staring at it as if it would lead him to an answer. It was little secret that over the last couple of years things had only gotten worse. The land didn't have much kindness in it, but here it felt as even the waters he had known since childhood were deciding to spite him. The other fishermen had given up hunting or farming, showing better results. And eventually the only results at all. The lake seemed so placid with its gray-green surface. But no matter how far his body or eyes traveled from its seemingly empty waters, he could feel his mind floating and still in the grasp of the lake. But perhaps it was time time to leave like the rest. He stood up from the rickety gray wood of his hovel and went out to pull in the nets for the last time. It was this day he would find that gray surface of the water torn open, ripped to unveil a creature of a size he could never have imagined. And as the beast sunk beneath the still frothing wake, Bluto knew a chance was being offered. The waters had more to give to the loyal. Hi, Internet. Welcome back to Curse of Innistrad. Last time, people got in some hot water. No, <laughs> we actually, didn't. It's actually quite cold water. What am I talking about? But they're in water. Uh, let's see. As following a series of events that first led Conrad through a nighttime gallivant through the forest, uh, he ended up encountering some of the local werewolf population uh, that seemed to be strangely calling to him in a personal way that he couldn't quite explain. Uh, pursuing them, but without violence intended, he ended up running with the Howl Pack, and after Lyria and Grove lost track of him, they eventually caught back up, finding him having turned into a great gray werewolf. Uh, later the next day, he returned to civilization, along with everyone else having gathered most of their plans together, uh, and promptly shared this with the rest of the party as to avoid any later misconceptions, I presume. <laughs> After doing so, they finally took, uh, attempted to move towards one of the dis uh, locations discussed in past, uh, Lake Mauer, uh, where they were pursuing the fisherman Bluto, who had been missing for a while. Uh, when they arrived, they noticed a figure out on the lake, and after investigating a shack with a few strange things in it, later went out towards the lake itself on a flying horse, a horse that's not usually flying, but was flying at the time. Finding the man out there that they couldn't necessarily identify as Bluto was uh, withered and tired and had a bag next to him that seemed to be lumpy and approximately uh, some, some form of human-sized. Uh, when approached by Conrad, he proceeded to dump that bag into the lake and hold out his hook as if waiting for something to take bite. 
while the party approached at high speed, and Conrad did manage to free a young girl with dark hair from inside the bag. The boat and the man inside of it were both promptly eaten by a great blue-black catfish rising from the deeps, encompassing the entire boat in its large mouth. After landing from surfacing, it looked at the rest of the party and then proceeded to beat its tail against the water and move towards them. However, with that said, we resume action in progress, the fish having spent its turn eating a man. <laughs> Stellar. So, as we're in the dark, cold morning waters of Lake Maurer, we start our round with Grimhild. Okay. Uh, is the boat still moving more or less towards the big dumb fish? Not in a particularly heavy fashion. That's where it had been propelled towards before. But that was with uh, people focusing on that intently, and it got pushed back back a bit by the wake of the fish surfacing. Okay. I like a fix my robe to the handle of a axe thing. Sure. Okay. Axe rope. It doesn't take you too much time whatsoever. You focus on that and tie a quick knot. I presume that with your level of hunting and expertise that you have experience tying knots for various purposes and making sure that they're secure. Does your axe have a hole in the bottom of the hill to hang it on things? I, I don't know. This one would not. However, it does have various parts where there are sunken grips to keep your hand uh, handle on it better. So the ropes can easily sink into those grooves. Okay. Uh, let's see. It's beat away. I probably need to get closer. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to move the boat closer after that. All right. Make me an athletics check. Okay. 16. Okay. Where are you wanting to move the boat exactly to? Towards the fish, but not... Just so right up alongside it? Not all the way because we have ranged people, but within jumping distance... I say, showing my hand slightly. Yeah, that's fine for respect. It'll just <laughs> visually be covered here. Like there? I mean, Careful, you'd have you to move to the front of the boat, but then you'd be able to jump. The boat itself is within jumping distance. Um, you are not, but you could move as a later action. So is that good enough for your purposes? I believe so. Okay. Uh, as you wrap that up, Grove. That's a big fish. Um, what's a check to see? Oh, excuse me. We should do one thing first. You declared that any strange things in that happening in that area, you would fire upon as your reaction. So uh, you're allowed to make that first. That should have been the first line of order here. He's probably not going to fire because this is a big fucking fish and this is just going to piss it off. And that's fair enough. Okay, so you're allowed to not do those when they emerge. So the boat gets pushed closer along the dark, more black than blue waves. So what do you do? Uh, nature check to, like, see how old it is, or, like, is, like, animal handling to see, like, oh, man, this is how you deal with an enraged catfish. Uh, nature check. Animal handling would be more something that you're trying to handle rather than understand. Okay. Second. Or domesticated animals would also use that rather than nature. Um, plus four. Rip. Eleven. Oh, yeah. Keeping that low score. Well, the obvious answer as you look over this titanic beast is that it's old. It's no way something like this could be new unless some powerful magic infused it. And it doesn't show any surface signs of runes or strange things across it. It's not pulsing with energy as far as you can tell. That said, nothing you've never seen an aquatic creature as big as this that isn't supposedly from Nefalia. 
and especially a catfish wouldn't be found out in the open seas like that. It's additionally looking it over, you can tell that across its surface there are many scars and marks. There's quite a bit of weed stuck to it as it rose from the deeps and mud clinging to its hide. But you can tell that there are sticks, maybe short spears, a few other marks of sharp things stuck into its surface, rippling through the water across its back. So it's been around for a while at least. Would you like to do anything else? No, because he needs to reassess the situation very quickly. Okay. So with that said, Nick. Um, let's see. It was uh, an athletics test to not basically not be penalized speed-wise? Yeah. All right. For other people, that would be an action. However, I'd say if you dedicate your bonus action dash to that. Yeah, that's what I figured. I'm guessing that doesn't make the grade. Uh, it does not. However, if you want to combine your move, you can still move up to 30 because you are still using your dash. Because it halves your movement normally being in the water. Darn. Okay. Um, yeah, one, two. Does he, does he uh, encompass this space, I assume? Everywhere he's on is his presence. However, he is large enough and it's in a three-dimensional terrain. You could swim underwater or you could attempt to mount the slimy, slippery creature. Your choice. Um, I probably don't have enough movement to try the mount uh, when I get to him. Well, I was right here, so like one, two, three, four. I've still got ten feet left. Uh, it's up to you. Uh, make me an acrobatics check to see if you do it. This is not going to take any sort of action. This is just if you're successfully able to cling to its hide. Alright. Your choice of acrobatics or athletics, but I presume you're better at acrobatics. I'm better at acrobatics, yeah. <laughs> Eleven. You set a hand against it, and you feel a mix of mucus and mud blending with the water, and your hand just slides back down its side, leaving you in the water. All right. Uh, but you still have your actual action left. Oh, right. That's the way that works. Okay. Um, uh, however, worth noting here, uh, let's just knock this out of the way here for a moment. Uh, when fighting in uh, mostly underwater, which... I suppose, yeah, I would count this as that. Um, if uh, you have disadvantage on the attack roll, unless the weapon is a dagger, javelin, short sword, spear, or trident. Uh, so is that all stabbing weapons? Uh, it doesn't include rapier, but it does include short sword. Okay, so that's an actual... Okay, huh. That's odd. Um, okay, I'll stab it with the dagger then. Don't you have a short sword? Yeah, that's right. Um... 19. Uh, does he, uh, in this case, are you slashing or stabbing with the short sword? Um, he'd know better than I would based on its skin. Uh, it doesn't um, change the damage type. It's just for flavor. Yeah, he Probably with is... a monster like this, you'd want to stab. Yeah. Okay. You reach back, having your hand still slipping off its side, but braced against the beast as it undulates forward, and you stab as hard as you can. You feel it create a pressure and tension against the surface of its leathery hide, but then, after a moment of force, it sinks in, and you can feel the warmth of its blood against your hand. Uh, roll me damage. Alright, so that's... Oh, well, I guess it's just, yeah, 46. Uh, 20. Okay. You sink the blade under the skin, and you feel the red pour out of it, and you pull back, working the blade along the side. You know you left a sizable gash in there. Your technique is still flawless here but it doesn't seem to regard you too much in its progress. All right, that moves us on to Faustus. All right, 
So this horse, is it right above the boat at this point? It's like 20 or 30 feet above the boat. Uh, considering the boat's a little raised above the water and it was based on the water level, it's like 15 feet above you. Well, so much for that plan. I guess I'm on this stupid boat. This boat of death. <laughs> You're the one making it fly. Just drop the horse on him. That should do some damage. The horse is drop it on your head? <laughs> <laughs> if I cast oh, I mean... concentration or lose concentration, the horse lands on us now. <laughs> I've never been gladder to be out of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your course action. Uh, let's blast it with a ray of sickness. All right. Roll that spell attack. 19 to hit. Okay, that'll hit. All right, 10 damage and con save against 16. You extend your finger from the shaking boat, steadying yourself against the size and keeping focus on the horse above you. And as you extend it outwards, that similar sickly green line traces out from it, cutting along the surface of the water and driving into the side of the creature. As it moves along its body, you can barely see the color change you're used to from beasts at this point on its skin, as a lot of it is covered with muck and bile. As it does so, and you, s- you still see some spider webbing black under it, modeled against its surface, but it doesn't seem at all hampered by what you're used to, the effects of this having a shock to a creature's system. I suppose a scavenger that size has to have a robust health, I guess. I don't suppose you have any bonus actions? Nah, what would I do with them? <laughs> There's some bonus action spells. I don't know. Are you allowed to cast multiple spells in a turn? Yes, you are. Was... Oh, okay. They just have to be ones that are, like, specify their casting time as a bonus action, like Misty Step. Or, you know, uh, okay. or Flame Blade. Uh, so that brings us to Illyria. Alright, I need to know something. Are there... How much plant life is in this lake and how deep is it you're not sure how deep the lake is if you look over the side it's dark water it's definitely deep you can't see anything really resembling a bottom to it but the water itself is full of impurities and light here it doesn't do you any help as for plant life you can see some clusters scattered around of heavier reefs would be the wrong term growths clusters of weeds reeds and other things resembling kelp Okay. Well, as, as there seems to be some interspars throughout the lake and plenty of algae inside it, but the ones that are notable you can see on the map above the surface. I don't know if this will work, but I'm going to go ahead and try and cast Entangle, which is grasping weeds and vines. Um, and it makes the ground into difficult terrain, but I'm curious, would that make the water difficult terrain for the catfish? I mean, you wouldn't know per se. Let me go check that. I know. I'm asking you as a GM. Does that would that do I, that? I would not specifically tell you. I'm trying to guess if I'm if I'm casting a spell in the dark or using up an action that's not that's just gonna fizzle. I'm going. I'm going to read if the spell explicitly says no, and in that case, is the only way you would know. Okay. Because I'm I'm just gonna let you know ahead of time. Unless I sometimes spells will fizzle, and I'm not going to warn you ahead of time. It's just the nature of the beast. Well, no, I'm just seeing what I can gather is all. All right, cool. We're going to cast Entangle. However, with this case, it does say from the ground. Ugh, fuck. And I'm sure there's not 20 feet deep. But Well, we don't know where the bottom is on this thing is the issue. You do know that this creature rose from below and you didn't have any sign of it. And it is nearly 15 15 15 feet in height alone. So Fun. Good things to know. Good things to know. Um... What is this creature's 
size by chance? Uh, I believe huge is the correct one above large. Okay, cool. Cool. I was pretty sure I shouldn't be able to pull it with Thorn Whip, but you never know. All right, cool. We're going to just do Thorn Whip and try to hit it with it. Sure. Roll me that spell attack. I'm trying to remember. I haven't cast a spell in so long. Six. A six to hit? Uh, I just have to roll. Uh, D20 plus six. 23. That'll hit. I was considering talking to it, but I don't know what that would do. You're welcome to attempt that. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to ever confirm or deny things no, like that. No, I know that. I know that. It's things I'm considering with life. Ooh, we are level five, though, so that means I get a bonus on this, at least. Oh, what are you? Fuck. Can you? Can someone look up the damage on Thorn Whip? It's, I didn't note it down. Oh, it's 1d6. Never mind. So I assume it goes to 2d6? Does it? I don't know. I don't. I can't find my copy of the book. Work that way. One sec. I couldn't. I can't find my copy of the book. Thorn Whip at two d six at fifth level. Yes. Okay, two d six. Okay. And because it's huge, you can't pull it. Well, yes. No, I was assured of that. Ten. Ten damage. Yeah. I didn't want to pull it. Good damage. Okay. You extend a hand forward with a motion, uh, a snap of your wrist. And there's a trailing light of green that starts in your eyes, then travels up your arms in an instant. Following the motion of your hand, it travels out, spiraling forward in a whip made of thorns and vines. And it cracks against the side of the creature. You see as it makes deep furrows into its skin, raising up dark blots of blood from the surface. It doesn't seem to dig particularly deep, but you've made a mark. I did a thing and I helped. Uh, And I presume that's it? No, I see no reason to turn my uh, scimitar into a flame blade right now. Sure. Seems bad on a boat. All right. So, with that done, Conrad. It's me. It's you. All right. It was yeah. me, Austin. So I, I will I will take this this poor victim of 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 fishing without a license and uh, try to drag her to the boat. It's not a legal bait if no one knows you're doing it. <laughs> um. Sure. Uh, if you want to get there this turn, you can make me an athletics test. That will be, like, your actions, though. Do I get a bonus action afterwards? You get a bonus action still. Sick. Um, how does a... I'm pretty good at this, aren't I? Yeah, 17, do you? Yeah, alright. Uh, I only made need you have to do that because they're, you're not just swimming, you're also dragging a girl. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, uh, with one arm wrapped around this young girl, you push against the water's force and the depths as it's the creature moved towards you. And struggling against the black tide, you manage to move towards the wooden boat, creaking. You feel everything's sodden and wet, but you move her there and manage to hoist her up onto the side of the boat. Unless you wanted to get there, but I presume you wanted her. Yeah, and as my bonus action... I am going to cast Misty Step 30 feet straight up into the air and climb atop my mighty steed. Having hoisted her up there to the side, you then turn your body horizontal and with one pull of your arm, with a side stroke, that half of you starts dissipating into white mist, almost as if there's just a wall there, a barrier passed through that you're unable to be seen from. But up above, everyone else can feel a trickle of water falling upon them as you find yourself once again uh, astride Ruprecht. 
Yeah, I'll let out a war cry. Pound your axe against your shield. A howl. <laughs> I don't think we're in Greentown anymore. I thought we were never speaking Greentown ever again. Probably something <laughs> like, For Avacyn, my angel waifu. Why you gotta be like this? Because Avacyn's bullshit angel food. Why you gotta fuck up my moments? <laughs> the great, the great <laughs> dark sorry, fish. It's really fucking cool. I mean, we all know Sigarda's better anyway. <laughs> it's true. Uh, the great dark fish plows its tail against the water, pushing up waves behind it as it slides forward. Uh, Nick, if you don't want to be pushed out of the way, you can make a strength check. <laughs> strength save. Um, so making it... Well, okay, basically, I want It'll to It'll have you stuck to its side. Uh, you'll, otherwise, you'll just be pushed next to it. It is enti- uh, it's not going to crazily incapacitate okay. you to take this. It's just your, your choice. Sure. 19. <laughs> okay. Uh, as it pushes forward, its bulk moves into you, and you can... One sec, I should deal with these. I just realized I didn't delete them over the break. Advanced. <laughs> Sorry, there's a bunch of steps here. Uh, lay, it looks like layered. a top-down RPG or something from the SNES era. There we go. <laughs> oh no, I need to draw a hit location. Palm <laughs> <laughs> craft. No, you'd be knocked down now because it moved into your space. Oh no, but you have tumble, of course. That's what you're safe with. <laughs> uh, okay, that's important because if not, then you'd also suffer knockback five and be knocked down. Well, well that'd be rough. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd suffer grab. This thing can grab. Oh, so you grab you're knocked prone on the closest ground, 80 feet underwater. <laughs> oh, no. Check to make sure it didn't hit you in the gizzard. It's like in, it's like in Mega Man One when you walk off a cliff without jumping. The gravity is continued while you're on the ground, and you just shoot straight down. Quick, Nick, punch its ding dong off. <laughs> and that's how Nick died. So, as its bulk moves into you, you find yourself being flattened against its side briefly before you reach up, trying to find any handholds. You can feel the slimy, leathery mass move by before your hand clasps onto something, sodden, wood. It continues moving past, but you pull yourself above the surface, clinging onto something that resembles an impromptu harpoon. Uh, As it moves closer to the boat, its tendrils across its face whip out to the sides, one lashing right next to it at you, Nick. Which that is a 13 hit. That does not hit. This thing has tendrils and not whiskers? That's no, basically the same but, thing. I mean, uh, to be murdered yeah. by a mustache. We're really I talking about a matter of context here. Yeah, after I, I guess, certain I, size, I, I, whiskers I become tendrils. like tentacle, like active movement with, whereas whiskers are like, well, it's there. Yeah, can a catfish can move with whiskers? Yeah. No, oh. actual catfish have barbed whiskers and can whack you with them. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're feelers. They're not, and they're, I think, barbed as well. Like, yeah. They are like they are. Yeah, they are, they are a we- they are a weaponized piece of the fish. <laughs> this kills the fish. Learn shit every day. Uh, and while that one bats uselessly against its side, peeling off a layer of slime and mud, the other one whips out towards Illyria, who struck at its side earlier. Oh God! And that is a twenty-four to hit. Ah, uh, the beauty of the monstrous catfish. <laughs> I am How going to assume that hits. <laughs> uh, I'm the only person. Jacques that would last uh, about four uh, seconds in Innistrad. I'm the closest <laughs> person to Faust on the, on the uh, AC level here. You take 12 piercing damage and two poison damage. 
Yay! Ah, uh, such beauteous tendrils. Uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh no, more poison. <laughs> and if you're from Keswick, you have advantage on this. Or at least do, I know I do. Do I? Based on the version of your sheet, if she went with the other sheets. Did you, did you use the one that gave you uh, finesse on using axes? Think? If you went with that one, that might be a thing. I don't know what it says on the sheet. Travis would know better because he's looked at it more than me. Just in case, wouldn't have helped anyway. Okay. I got a 12 then an 11, so we'll just go with that 12. Oh, as you feel it sting against you, some sharp piece inside of it digs under and you can feel it sink into a vein that aches suddenly more than just the force of it. But as you can feel it start to course through you, you flex your arm and you can feel the numbness that was beginning to set in pass. Does it do toxic damage or bleed damage? <laughs> I'm not sure if I passed that or not. Po- uh, poison, by the way, unless a monster, and there are very few that specify this, unless it specifies it's a dot, generally is more like poison in Castlevania. Never played. No, it makes you crappy. Not it makes you uh, really rough and bad at doing things rather than uh, okay. <laughs> damage over time. Well, that's curse in Castlevania, not? No, curse is you can't use items or spells and things. Barf into the sea. A couple of the Castlevanias still have dot poison, but many of them just make you bad. Seabarf, the mighty wizard. Well, um, yay. However, as it moves forward now, with these tendrils whipping to its sides, it then moves towards the prow of the ship, where there is a dog growling at the front of it, and it opens oh, no. its maw and attempts to bite down. Max, ship is generous. <laughs> that is a 20 to hit. That probably hits a dog. I can check to see if it hits a dog. The, the dog can probably barely dog has, stand dog up has in different a armor thing. class. Um, no, it probably does hit. I don't think we hit. I presume it does. Luckily, the dog takes uh, one quarter damage from fish. Base base dire wolf is fourteen. This uh, is one, not a dire wolf, and two, it gets stats from being a ranger thing. A, a twenty is like someone in full plate with a shield, isn't it? Yes. Base or really wolf. high dex. Base normal wolf is thirteen. Um, it, yeah. The dex so bonus matches five. out at plus five. Yeah, you can't go over 20 in this system. So, plus 5. So, so 13 just... plus my proficiency is... Uh, Blark, 16. So, yeah, it hits. All right. Uh, that Dog combo. 14 piercing damage. And he is now considered grappled. Oh, no. The, the dog has better AC than me. Well, sure. It's better AC than a lot of us. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. That still kills it instantly. Yeah, this little nature girl Wait, is easier to hit than a wolf. 14 damage. Oh, no, it doesn't. Never mind. Um, I was going to say, we're fucking fifth level. If I kill it instantly, then... Like, and also, yeah, you guys are rested up to full health. Like. No, it, that, that, it, it's got six health left. Okay. That probably does kill, like, a... It could kill a normal wolf, I imagine. Ah! I mean, like could probably kill a wizard one wolf. And 14 damage. It could have killed me when we yes, started. Four, 14 piercing, and he is considered grappled. I assume the fish is not considered grappled? No. Okay. Man, the grapplers forward, are not considered grappled by default. I look forward to the day when my AC is two digits. <laughs> Why um, bother? It's kind of liberating in a way. You hear a crunch as the upturned front of the boat is removed from it, splintering as the fish's great maw clasps around the upper body of you and begins to sink its weight back into the sea. Oh, lake, as it were. Uh, That will conclude its turn. 
So that brings us back to the top of the round. Grimhild. So maybe because I'm a little bit of a masochist, how bad is the boat moving? It's mainly the front that has received any damage. It hasn't gone all the way through it. It reared up to bite into you who was leaning over and growling. Uh, if he had been more towards the middle, that would have been bad. But as it is, you seem like it'll probably go well. All right, good to know. Okay, so uh, what do I need to do to run up this boat and then jump on top of this motherfucker? Uh, I think that is just an athletics test. There are normally like rules about like how far you can jump, but like literally there's a five-foot difference if you ran to the front of the boat. Okay. So you'd be able to cross that, especially with the strength that I know you have. So it's just an athletics test. To... Or actually, you're about the same height. So your preference of athletics or acrobatics? Definitely athletics. Uh, yeah, and so that's just to make sure you can, one, make it smoothly, and two, not slip off the side. Okay. Uh, here's a question. Are we allowed to spend inspiration after the fact? Before you tell us what succeeds, after you see the number? Yes, that is correct. That is how it works. Yes, I, I can't tell you if it works but before you do it, but I can, but you get to see what the number is. Does a 15 make it? Oh, you can't tell me that. Uh, 15 is actually not bad. 15's probably fine. It's not that harrowing a jump. Yeah, I'll stick with the 15. Okay. Seeing your target ahead of you, you... Well, before, because there's another part of this that just, if I make it, I'm doing something as a part of that action, basically. Sure. Sure. Um, Go ahead and just tell me what that is. Okay. I'm going to take the Talon Spear in Axe Mode, and I'm going to jump up, and where I land, I'm going to do like a down strike, a la Legend of Zelda 2. Nice. And then I'm going to activate it into Pike Mode to dig right in there. Sure. Historically, large marine mammals do not like being pierced. Okay. So I wrote a book about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, the great black catfish. <laughs> well, that was quick. <laughs> I didn't have time for any sort of... <laughs> any From sort the ash mouth, I stab at thee. <laughs> um, but Grimhild, you uh, need to maneuver a little bit to move the people on the boat around you, pushing the girl over against the side and... Faustus over to the other side as you stand up on some of the crossbars. You gauge the distance, your weight, and then you move forward quickly. The boat begins to list back, but this is to your advantage. Your weight now balanced that way, it raises the front of it up, and you leap off the front. You move forward through the air, seeing the creature and smelling its blood and salty coverings and dirt. As your feet touch down, you feel yourself skid across it for a moment. Its slimy body uneven terrain to say the least but you dig your heel against uh you uh well actually you're attempting to downstab excuse me let me play with this a bit uh as you make the leap you bring the axe down towards it and right before impact as you can feel your heels dig into its surface and begin to slip you pull the trigger that you have prepared releasing the blades and they dig towards forward it uh make me an attack I advise you hit with this and not miss. Uh, yeah, that's... Yes. Okay. What'd you get? Uh, oh, wait, shit. Is that a... No, it's a 19. God damn it. Almost a nat 20. Okay. Uh, oh, so 19 before. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that definitely hits. Roll me damage. Okay. Uh, you do get the additional damage from the form. Uh, you won't grapple it. It's too big for that. However, you do get another bonus out of it. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, you plant the axe, the solid wooden base of it, first there, immediately pulling the trigger, and you feel the blades as they shift out of place and snap, cutting through the leathery hide quickly, but not 
forcing its way through all of its thick flesh, but it digs in deep, not all the way close together. But you can feel it steady you as you hold on to it, as your feet skid around, sending you in a semicircle around your now new standing point. Okay, and can't really do my extra attack without weakening the position of this nice little grapple point, can I? Oh, uh, you could use a different weapon. Okay, yeah, it should let me, like, stop wielding it with two hands and basically just use it as an anchor point with the rope. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, then I will whip out the, um, the Arcelia's Cross and my regular-ass longsword. Uh... I'll just take an Arcelia's Cross because I'm kind of holding onto the rope with one hand just to make sure I don't go flopping every which way. Yeah, if you did, you'd still be on the surface, but you wouldn't have a grip on the rope if you took out two yeah. things. And 18 hits, right? Yes, that will hit. That's 11 more points of damage. Okay. With this motion of spinning around the si- uh, its top, sliding across the mucus and mud, you lower the gleaming uh, sword down and press it against its hide as you continue your momentum, stabbing down as hard as you can. You make a deep gash with your momentum before the blade catching stops you, holding you in place. You go down to about the hilt before you feel it stop, and you rest it free, now allowing the wound to begin to seep. Uh, with that done, Grove. Uh, you goes first. Is that what we decided? Do you remember? I want to make sure uh, that's... I believe so. We, yeah, we need to write that down just to remember forever. But I believe that's correct. Being grappled worth mentioning, you can make a oppose uh, strength check to try and escape. Also, grappled isn't really that bad in this system. That's, that's the follow-up, is grappled, like, as it attack? is... Yes, you can still attack. Okay. You can't move, and, like, there are other things, like, if it moves, it moves with you. So on and so forth. Okay. Um, well, then, we'll have the doggo bito, the fish show... Let's see if we can duo that M.O. Joe. Um, I don't know anymore. Uh, that's a nine. You attempt to shift his body location and with a snarling <laughs> tries to sink his fangs into the side of the fish's mouth, but with the, the position he's being grabbed, he doesn't really find a good angle to do this, mainly biting against the edges of his own fur and a few pieces of stray moisture and water. All right, well, can't move. I think that's all he can do. That would be correct. Okay. And I guess Grove's turn. How bad does the fish look so far? Like, does it look perturbed by what's going on, or does it just look hungry? Uh, Since you made an okay roll last time, I'm not going to make you roll another nature one for this one. Oh, right. I also looked that up, too. I have forbidden our... Uh, favorite enemy's beast. Does this count as a beast? Yay or nay? No, actually. It is an aberration. Okay. Does that make it a creature? Creatures are anything that isn't a construct. Okay. Creatures is a very broad category. It may even include constructs depending on the circumstance. Aberrations are uh, like there are subtypes of creatures, right? Like this is in magic. It would Its classification would be fish horror, you know? Yeah. Instead of just fish. Aberrations are usually like normal things that are kind of wrong. Like owl bears, for example, are aberrations. It's, it's, and uh, bullet fires and stuff too. Uh, uh, bears, yep. Yeah, there's it's it's a it's a broad category that fits in certain. Because I always think of aber- the aberration category. It's not yeah, specifically Cthulhu bullshit, but it's things that aren't supposed to be like that. They're fucked up nature. See, I think of owl bears as beautiful. <laughs> I Same. think all bears. Literally, are however, literally in book it says the background of an owl bear is a wizard got bored one day and fucked around with owls and bears. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what the, I mean, sure, but there's still like a fucked up abomination of nature. <laughs> Well, I don't know because I think beholders are aberrations, aren't they? And those uh, are not all of them much... are artificial. Just yeah, I'm saying those are how they're supposed to be. Yeah, it's it, there's a lot of different things that count as an aberration, uh, but we're digressing from the point. So unfortunately, no pigs do count, wolves count, lots of things count as beasts. Unfortunately, this does not. If it's got horror in its type, it doesn't. I'll just let you know that one ahead of time. That's mean. That's a social construct. Well, didn't it even used to be that animal and beast and magical beasts were all different categories? Uh, still, in a sense, is to a degree. Beast still hits animals, but a lot of magical beasts, like familiars and things, are now like either fae or minor infernals. So, Grove, what are you doing? Uh... Oh, right, before I forget. Um, yeah, glancing it over, it seems to be bleeding and harmed, but these are surface lacerations to a massive beast. At most, it looks annoyed. I guess we're going to try and annoy it more. Um, all right. So first thing he's going to do is he's going to he's got enough room in the boat and it's shaking, so he's trying to not fall in the water because that will make it even worse. Um, so let's one just to get a better angle, and then he'll. Uh, Hunter's Mark trying to specifically find like an eye or some type of old old wound that might be uh, sure better you location. Breathe deeply and calmly despite your unfamiliar surroundings and the rocking of the boat. And you can feel the green energy as it traces up just the sides of your throat and into your eyes and face. You exhale. Alright, Hunter Mark's up. Uh, let me give it a status mark for that. And just so none of us forget, uh, people should remind me <laughs> if he takes damage. Hunter's Mark is actually a concentration spell. Oh, boy. Uh, and then I guess we will pull a... He had the bow. He wasn't going to shoot this thing, but now it's just being an asshole. And by asshole, I mean it attacked the dog. Um, so we'll aim for an eye and see if we can just make it... Make the meal too much for this damn thing. Uh... 21. That'll hit. All right. Plus, I don't get to use my favorite enemy skill. You're an asshole, Max. Says the guy who gets a fucking plus 10 on his attack. What the fuck? I'm good at my job. My job is to hit things super hard. Life is so hard. <laughs> my caviar is too dry. <laughs> can, can you wield a bow while crying with the ham under your arm? This pate isn't fat enough. I've never heard that phrase, and I love it. <laughs> 14. Uh, did you, that, is that also including the extra damage from Hunter's Mark? Yes. Okay. It includes the D6. You exhale. You understand where its nerve structures are and where the comparatively fragile parts on it should be. Uh, the eyes seem used to the darkness, maybe not as useful up here, so giving it a good look around, you look for the place where it might truly be easiest to hit, and you get a good sight of a flaring at its sides. The gills. Time slows as you pull the arrow back against your face, feeling the tickle of the feather against your nose, and then you let go. It flies straight, even with the list of the water. It travels through, and you hear the fleshy noise of it ripping through something, and you can see a piece of the gill be pulled apart as it enters inside of it. Then I will trigger the ferocious attack from Popper. As you've used the arrow, rip through it, and once again strike with renewed vigor. 16... Oh, that doesn't even include the plus seven. That's like a 23. Go on, boy. Fetch a stick. Fetch a stick. Get it. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. And then that is a... It, and it's... Plus 
nine damage and a strength check to not be fall over. Also, I guess it should actually it should have gotten advantage if Nick does Nick count as uh, five feet attacking or is it just yeah? Also, uh, I forgot. I'm I'm at what apocalypse world? One sec. Distance. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Grimhild is literally on top of it. Yeah, uh, I'll just remember for next time the dog gets advantage. Uh, even though I'm not really sure how prone would resolve in the water, just for kicks and giggles, let's roll that. Yeah, that's a nat 20. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> With the sound of the arrow ripping through its flesh, knowing that that came from Yu's master, Yu turns again violently, Yu shifting his weight against the teeth and turning his own fangs upward into the mouth of the fish. With a tearing noise, he bites into a corner of its lip and rips it off. It splashes against the water as dark, deeper than human blood begins to bleed out the side, nearly purple. And that brings us to Nick. All right. Um, you can switch actions, switch weapons as part of your move now, basically, right? Correct. Yeah, so he's going to stow the rapier, take out his other dagger, and uh, climb up this thing using his short sworded dagger to try to get to the top of it. Uh, make me an athletics test. All right. Uh, I'll say with advantage because you've already got a handhold. Okay. Just add four to these two then. Uh, 19 and 19. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. With the uh, already granted handhold, you manage to push off of that spear, bringing your the weight of both your feet up there before you spring up off it and dig your dagger into the side and sword as you begin to sum, uh, climb the summit to the top of the fish. Yep. And then he's going to just, you know, bring it down into its eyes. Probably, depending on where he's at on the creature. Uh, you were against, like, a lower part of its flank at the moment. Okay, so I'll just go down at the, at the gills like, uh, like, uh, grooved it. Yeah, you can lean over the side and attempt to stab into there. Uh, 20. 20 lit. And for dagger, 24. Both lit. All right. That's 46 plus 1d4 plus 4. Ugh. Uh, 16. Okay, and for the other one? No, that's all of it. Oh, that's all of it. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a lot of dice to come up sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> for for perspective's sake, my uh, my single short sword without the dagger hit was twenty before. <laughs> this just performed particularly poorly. Okay. As you scramble up to the surface, you dig your dagger into its side, followed by your short sword. As you then lean over and strike at its gills, both leave surface gashes that would leave any man that you know severely wounded, but a creature of this size continues forward, though it seems a little bit sluggish in its movements from the amount of blood loss experienced from all the cumulative wounds. Uh, that brings us to Faustus. Alright, uh, I am going to cast Chill Touch in my cantrip. Okay. Now that you're level 5, that is buffed, if I recall correct. Yeah, now it's 2d8, the same as Ray of Sickness, and, and it's twice the range. Without taking a spell slot. Ray of Sickness ever get better? Uh, Ray of Sickness only, just like, the only way it gets better is scaling by spending higher level spell slots. All right. Yeah, I can I can blow an extra spell slot for 1d8 per spell level, but it's really not worth it. It can also poison things, can it? That they part can, can them, be good. Given that poison sickness, although the, the chill touch prevents healing and gives undead disadvantage on attack rolls. All very relevant right now. Yeah, not, not particularly helpful. Unless it's regenerating. It has not as far as you've noticed. Yeah, there's lots of holes in this thing. That's what I'm going to hit it with. Oh, I have, a, I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, since I have a... Oh, no, I don't have my spare bonus action. Never mind. Go ahead. 
Yeah, because you used that for the second strike, correct? So does yeah. a 12 hit? Uh, no, it does not. All right. Uh, the flavor of that spell, Chill Touch, is that you like reach in and tickle its organs with a skeletal hand, correct? I am not sure. It's necrotic damage. Um, I could take a quick look at the description. I, I'm curious, because I... One, this is the first time this has come out, and I like see understanding what all the spells mean in context. Yeah. You create uh, a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the creature to assail it with the chill of the grave. Thanks. So basically, <laughs> you wiggle your fingers and go spooky, and they get spooked to the bone. Maybe you just slap them across the face. <laughs> Yeah, you, you just sort of point your finger at him and suddenly, this is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> no! Oh no, he's jamming to it! No, we're fucked! Oh, great. I'm over here doing some kind of Nephalian version of Breaking Bad on his lungs. He's trying to tickle it with a skeleton. Welcome to Burton Land. <laughs> and then for my next trick, I missed the step onto the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey, out of here, What's that? Do you have Misty Step? Is that an actual action you're doing? I've had Misty Step the entire game and never had a reason to use it until right now. <laughs> Wait, how have you had it the entire game? It's level three. It's level two. Oh, it's level two. It is level two. You're right. Never mind. That's how I have it. I forgot. Yeah, because paladins get it later because they have spell slots. Right. Okay. Um, so let's let's go in order of description first. Um, as you extend a hand outwards, less a single pointed finger this time and more a grasping hand, a chilly blue-purple skeleton hand, almost ethereal and shimmering in nature, lands against the forehead of the creature. Its eyes don't even register it as you set it against its head, emanating energies of the grave and of death. However, after a couple seconds pass and it readjusts its place in the water, you're realizing that its sheer bulk in this case may not have allowed that to sink through too far. Uh, how does Misty Step look for you? I'm certain it's different than a prayer to the angels. Uh, let me take a look. First, a ghost comes and barfs up in an obscuring mist. You basically step <laughs> sideways through an invisible fog wall and end up where you're going to. But I'm curious how the like, actual visuals of it work for you. Uh, say, probably... I imagine blue mana could power it. Sure. Well, that's teleportation bullshit. Yeah, say like a, a blue uh, bank of fog, thin, uh, suddenly pops up next to the boat. Does it move across you or do you roll out into it? Uh, so he just probably stands up and just walks right off the boat. All right. And as you enter into it, though, many may be expecting a splash. Conrad, you hear a thump behind you. Hi, Conrad. Well, that's incredible. What's that? Not on me to kill me. Would I be? Well, I didn't exactly know it was you, did I? Did you think it was the fish? Shut up and cast spells. Illyria, what are you doing? <laughs> tell me what this poison's doing to me and when I roll things. Uh, not, did, did, Nothing. You, you passed it. You passed oh, the check. Did I? It was very unclear. You, you pulled I, out the I bar. Said before that you did the took thing. off the sense of poison. Okay, I missed that. Sorry. Um. You, you mm. barbed yourself. Ah, interesting. Always good to do. Man, I should have played a sorcerer. They get cloud of daggers. <laughs> hey, hands off! That's my next character. <laughs> you fill the air with hey, spinning daggers in a five-foot cube. Look, uh, there's going to be an accident. Is it, it kind of shitty? There's cloud cover, but it's actually relatively clear of rain. It's the first time in Innistrad, it's not storming outside. It's, Damn it. It's frequently not storming. 
it's always kind of shitty. It's not yeah, it's always, always shitty, storming. but it's not always storming. <laughs> Completely the situation correct. would have gone much worse, much faster had it been storming. Yeah, that would have been rough getting out here in the first place had it been storming. <laughs> and there's no way concentration would be working. On a boat, yeah, that would be difficult. Can you answer this question? If I strike the fish with a bolt of lightning, how fucked are Nick and Grimhild? I cannot uh, answer that question. I'll, I'll point out that Grimhild is standing atop it with a, a, a rod-like object sticking out of it. Probably not worth it to deep fry half, like a quarter of the party. I mean, Grove can absorb elements. I was kind of half expecting this to happen. I don't know. I mean, I, lightning bolt doesn't do splash damage if you want it to. Uh, I'm talking call lightning. Oh, okay. That would probably be tougher because that does AOE normally, doesn't it? It's also it's also a downward strike is the more important thing for flavor yeah. purposes because story matters very much for interpreting any given thing. Yeah, when you cast a spell, choose a point you can see within range. Bolt of lightning flashes down from the cloud to that point. Each yeah. creature within five uh, feet of that point must make a dex saving throw. Oh, yeah, then definitely. So, uh, okay, so what are you doing now? Oh, God. I mean, the, the litmus we'll test keep, is always what we we'll do. I'll be real with yeah. you. I'm not a good like distance person. Thorn whip it. Yeah, I'm just gonna whip thorn it. whip it. Whip it good. Default that, that's thorn. That's what whip. I'm good at right now. Nineteen. Okay. Once again, you bring your hand with a snap towards the direction of the fish, and it trails out a long green tendril. Uh, damage. It lashes along its hide, striking against some of its lips that are so close to you, and you can smell the putrid decay of its breath. Uh, but you can see as this digs against them and leaves some thick, swelling knots. Is that it for you? Yeah, that's about all I can do right now. Okay. Uh, that brings us to uh, the small girl, <laughs> who now, uh, free of the water, continues to sputter. And <coughs> what is happening? <laughs> she ducks her head down against the side of the boat as best she can, but seems incredibly off-put by the circumstances, you might figure. This is what being rescued feels like. You call that down, he said, from 30 feet up on a horse. Oh, I thought she was on the horse, too. No, no, I, 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 I can't misty step another yeah. person with you, me. You can dimension door with another person, but you can't misty step with another person. Okay, never mind. Life's rough, kid. <laughs> what if they're in your backpack? <laughs> this is in a strad. Get a fucking helmet. I would rule that, like, a victor can travel with you through misty step. I'm not going to allow, like, anyone even just small size. Like, tiny size, sure. Um, okay. Uh, that brings us to Conrad. Um, two questions. I forget. Can you move, attack, move? Uh, yes, you will provoke opportunity attacks. Oh, yeah, that's fair. But yes, you can. And does the horse act on the same turn as me? Uh, yes, but I forget if we decided precisely before or after you. I think we said after, and that okay. has to happen every time. Okay. Sounds good. So that would actually mean that... Uh, however... That's if you do things as separate units, I think when mounted, you count as one. Cool. So like you use its move because you're now a mounted unit. That is sure. how it works. All right. In that case, I'm going to actually use that thing I tried to use last time for the first time. I am going to uh, cast Wrathful Smite on myself and the horse. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does Wrathful Smite do? Uh, the next successful melee attack we make in the concentration period will inflict plus 1d6 psychic damage. And force a wisdom save. Uh, force, uh, force a wis wisdom save on any creature it hits. Otherwise, they become frightened of the person who hit them. Okay. Horse, I guess. Go for it. Yeah. So I'll charge in with the uh, with the axe and some hoof attacks. 
You're going to charge in and hoof it? Okay. Let's see. Probably a 26 hits. We'll move this further, depending on what. Uh, yes, that'll hit. All right, so my first attack will come down for 12 damage and force a wisdom save against 15. Uh, and how much of that damage is which types, just for clarification? Oh, just I'm sorry. To, so I we forgot, stay in practice. I forgot to roll the d6. Um, 14 uh, slashing damage and 2 psychic damage. Okay, one moment here. Let me take that down. Uh, also, I'm not like I'm definitely not confirming that it has any sort of resilience to like psychic yeah, or anything because that's unlikely. I'm just letting you know that we should always keep those mentioned because sometimes you know those will matter. Yeah, thanks. You reminded me about the extra damage. Um. Okay. Uh, you drive on down towards the fish. Uh, Ruprex swinging forward, uh, lowering you towards the top of its heaving body, and you swing down with the axe, having infused it with divine energy. How does Wrathful Smite look? Uh, let's see. Probably whatever it's affected by, the weapon I'm using, or I suppose Ruprex's hoofs, as they sail through the air, they, um, the wing beat of angels cast through the air from them. As you swing forward with a heavy noise, the sound of air being pushed away by divine wings, almost shimmering, but still beating and threshing the air. You impact into its side, and it lets out a grumbling noise as you feel a thrum pass into it. You don't see any particular reaction from it beyond a sense of pain this time. Right. And for Ruprex hoofs, does a 16 hit? Uh, that will miss. Jeez. There's a heavy thumping as Ruprex's hoofs dig it, uh, hit into its side, but it doesn't seem to go anywhere through the sheer thickness of this, both in that its somewhat amorphous form seems to take the impact into it, and that it still is a thick, sturdy hide and beast itself. Aberration itself. Um, do you wish to continue moving away? No, I think I'm good here. Sorry, Faust. Right. And uh, let me move these for clarification. Which direction were you going to alongside it? I just moved that out of the way so I could move it correctly. Like here? Yeah, sure. Above it? Okay. And let's orient these properly because you're at the front of horse. <laughs> okay. Give me one moment here. I need to read something. Okay. Um, there's a ripple through the water, not as it moves, but as it lets out a sound low and rumbling. Not like the sound of any wailing creature that you've heard before, not any spirits, not any normal great beasts. It just rumbles, almost like earth. Its tendrils strike out to its side still, um, one whipping overhead and the other one uh, whipping at the man clinging to its side. Uh, first one, that is a 17 to hit Grimhill. Uh, I think that hits me. Yeah, it does. That is 14 piercing damage and 3 poison damage. Okay. And I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. I'm pretty sure 24 makes it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, as it whips back against you with your anchored point, you feel it strike across your back and run up your body until it impacts into your neck. You feel the sting, and as it surges into your veins, you crank your head forward to get away from it, and you can feel it begin to dissipate as you roll your neck around. Uh, that's a nat 20 to hit, Nick. My name's Nick. I'm the luckiest motherfucker alive. What's your uh, AC, Nick? 
17. Oh, didn't he say natural 20? No, he said natural 20. Yeah, so that's like a 20 something. Yeah, I know. Well, also means he's credited. I'm just being an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is 18 piercing damage and 4 poison damage. No, that is 9 and 2, because I still have my reaction. <laughs> ah, that is true. You can actually still do that. Uh, however, you still need to make me a constitution saving throw. Yep. One moment. That's 11 total. So another. Okay. Constitution. Roll the d20, as expected. Nick, you feel it whip along the side and strike up towards your jaw. You lean backwards to avoid the force of it, but instead it just grazes along the lower part of your abdomen. While you know you avoided most of the impact of it, you still feel as it surges into your system and feel as your body doesn't respond quite how you want it to. Uh, until the next round, you are considered poisoned. That's a uh, disadd on attacks? Or is that about? on attacks? And uh, I think it is also, uh, what is the term? Characteristic rolls, stat rolls. Okay. It's That includes skills, but that does not include saving throws. Okay. Um, then, uh, without moving forward, it tilts its head up and opens its mouth a crack, attempting to allow... Uh, you to roll on into the back of its throat. That is also a natural 20. I mean, if you just want to kill the dog, tell me. That's <laughs> three nat 20s to hit him? Jesus no, that's Christ, only buddy. two natural 20s. <laughs> get better dice. Jesus Christ. In a row? Uh, yeah, get some better dice. I mean, I think that's a pretty good <laughs> Just bad for you guys. I'm ready for him to die. I think the joke has played itself out. Wow. Fuck <laughs> you. No. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, so, as it tilts its head back, two things happen. Firstly, you hear a sliding sound, a scraping against flesh, and then you vanishes from sight down the beast's throat. But as its mouth hangs open again without having to grasp anything, a moat of purplish blue flame flickers out of it. It shifts off to the side of its body, pulsing as it moves. I think all of you would recognize this. These are not incredibly uncommon things. It is a form of spirit, colloquially often known as a corpse candle. They are black, malevolent. They exist to either strike against things that live in anger and recompense, but also, if they can help it, to lure things to their demise, especially in waters and swamps. It pulses outward, and you can hear a tinkling of laughter <laughs> as its flames flicker. Um, now I need to... Let's see. Oh, no, don't worry. Uh, you does not take damage yet. It's like a turn inside, right? Something yes. stupid like that? Swallowed condition does damage every turn. All right, so that brings us to the top of the order, Grimhild. Okay, um, I'm gonna... I have a magic weapon. I'm gonna kill the corpse candle. Sure. Like, well, okay, but question. You said they're strictly speaking malevolent, yes? Without variance. Okay. Uh, there, are no, there are no known friendly or at least helpful to humanity black guys. Okay, I'm going to do a fainti fainting attack. So I just pass out right there. 
And fight's over. Good job, Grumhill. Yeah. No. Um, so that will let me roll with advantage to stab this fucking thing. So that's a nat 20, so I didn't actually need that. All right. Uh, yeah. But that does actually double my damage dice, which means I'm going to be doing an extra d8 of damage. And remember, don't roll a second d8. Just double what you get. Oh, right. The fainting attack does add your superiority die to the damage, correct? That's what I'm saying, yeah. That also doubles that. Yep. That's a d6 for the sword, d8 for the fainting attack. Correct. So roll so one of each of those, and then double the results from them, and then add the total in. Yeah. So that's going to be 19 points of damage. Okay. One moment here. It is silvered and magic. Yes, I'm taking that into account. I need to check one thing for a moment. I know. I just wanted to, cause, you know, I wanted to be helpful. Also, I wanted to kill it. You lean over to the side, moving with the rope in hand, and with the silvered sword finely crafted in your hand, you choke up on it, and leaning first to the side so the corpse candle flickers in a different direction, expecting your blow. You then slide the blade the other way, cleaving through the flickering body. In an instant, you see as your clean strike moves through its center, and an exhale of air as it flickers out of existence. Okay. Then my extra attack is going to be just... Am I, like, closer to this thing's eye now or something? Like, where am I on the fish? You're up around its forehead area. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, I'm just going to give it a slash. A nice little slashy slash. Mm, I don't think that hits. Uh, that doesn't. Okay. You slash the sword against the forehead now, bringing it back down the other direction. But you feel as it gets encased against the slimy mucus covering of its skull. It comes up barely having even imprinted emotion against the top of its head. I growl, and then I use my action surge. I'm going to do a fainting attack again. Uh, does action surge give you back a bonus action, too? I thought yes, it was just another action. No, it gives you an action and a bonus action. Fuck, action. man, action surge is really, really good. Really, really good. <laughs> All right, sure. Uh, 21 does hit, though, yes? Yes, that will hit. Okay. Uh, I'll just roll again to hit for my second hit. And then roll damage. Uh, 13 does not hit them. So wow, my dice have, have decided to betray me. Uh, oh wait, I get the plus one damage because of my versatile style, and I'm using a one-handed weapon one-handedly. So that's nice. And you're also counting the plus one for me being a plus one magic weapon, both to hit and to damage? Yes. Okay. Uh, I do nine more points of slashing damage. The one you hit with was also a fainting attack, so you could add your superiority to that damage. Oh, right, sure. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's actually 17 points of damage. 17, and I'll add the one that you missed on the previous one also. Okay. As you let out a growl at its direction, you then just lean first to the side and then lean further into the blade as you carve a arc across the front of its head. This tube begins leaking out, and you can see signs of its layered fat and muscle begin pouring out in its strangely fluid body, despite how sturdy it is. You then strike again, trying to twist the blade and pull back up, but it doesn't. It seems to get stuck on a particularly stiff patch of gristle and bone. You yank it back out, still holding your position with the rope. Uh, that brings us to Grove. And firstly to you, though, I... One sec, I need to he double... He gets a disadvantage on attack. Like, double disadvantage, and then can't do it if he can't see, and I think he's incapacitated? No, blinded and restrained. One moment here. Um, blind and restrained, correct. So that so ability I, does status effect soup? It's basically uh, you're stuck until you can get out. Uh, yeah, let's see. I mean, you'll still be swallowed if you die. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, 
he can still attempt to strike with his teeth. That just is at disadvantage. One second. Funnily enough, he technically I would I would have ruled against it because he's inside of something, but he would technically have gained advantage from an ally being next to it, but then also would have had that turned against him again anyway, since he has double disadvantage. Mm. Well, twenty. Okay, that still hits. Rip out his uvula. Plus, I don't think this is going to be enough. That that's cute that you think he's that high in the throat. Um, nine damage. With the beast's open mouth, you can still hear a bubbling growl. As inside, you digs into the corner of its flesh, ripping a chunk off the inside lining of its stomach. You hear another splash, and the fish shivers. Those of you atop it feel it shake for a moment, but not so much that you lose your footing. Grove. Um, well, is its mouth open still? Yes. Let's see if... Check what I can do. Anything? Nope, we'll just shoot another arrow. Come on! Let's see if I can get a nat 20. 22. That'll hit. 13. Okay. Um, and you did count the uh, Hunter's Mark? Yes. Okay. Just going to keep blinking away, but honestly, there's probably no hope because things that get eaten by catfish go very deep and they don't come back. Once again, you follow the motion as it pushes with the water, now starting to become still other than by the motions of you and it, relatively calmer and not rocking the boat completely. You level the arrow and once again, with a fire it forward. You watch as it traces uh, up into one of its gums next to its teeth, and you see as it splinters into a spot that you know where the nerve structure of it should be. Its head lists to the side as its eyes blink with a milky film. However, you uh, does not get an attack as he cannot see you. That is fine. Um, honestly, how close are Conrad and the horse? Are they still above us? Mm. No, um, they've relatively sunken down to strike at the fish. Um, but uh, you'd have to jump onto the horse if you wanted to get there. I was just going to push the kid towards them, or at least get the kid behind me, because get out of the way, there's a big fucking fish in here! Sure. Uh, she doesn't say too much in protest, just, okay, okay, as you push her, and she stumbles over the boards of the boat. Uh, also, Grimhild, uh, you can see what happened to... Yeah, no, I, I figure, that with that rule, I, I probably noticed, so I'll be just the next turn. Alright. Um... Yeah, you move forward through the Sagan boat uh, grove and place her behind you. Then I just hope everybody does their job because I'm going to need to fuck. Nick. All right. Um, well, he's got position and opportunity. Uh, oh, but he is poison. I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to try to hide on it. Huh. As in to, to go so far back on its back that at least its eyes can't see yeah. me? Hmm. <laughs> Let me think. It does have really thick skin, and it's not necessarily a mostly touch-based creature except for its feelers, so... Sure, you can make that attempt. Now, this uh, does have this ad as well. You should if you're, it if you're not wanting to... I mean, I guess if you attack from stealth, you get advantage back for a regular attack if that's what you're trying to do, so... Yes. But yes, this does get this ad. Yeah. Gently caress its feelers. Maybe it'll learn to learn love and friendship. Uh, ten. <laughs> ten. Yeah. 
Uh, you make some stumbling steps along the backside of the fish, catching yourself against one of its fins as it lifts in the water. As you do so, the fin whips up a moment, nearly smacking you in the face, and you realize in your slightly disoriented state that you're probably not going to be able to get back there without it knowing that you're there. You'll be able to get back there, but it senses you with the touch of its fin. All right. Uh, I'll just do one swing with the uh, short sword. Uh, five and seven is twelve, probably. It doesn't hit. You strike outwards, but once again, as you're trying to balance yourself via the fin, it flicks, and your sword scrapes upwards, barely nicking against the skin. Uh, and that poison goes away, or do I have to make another check? It will go away at the start of its turn. Okay. Actually, no, technically how it works is based on your turn. So yes, it goes away now. Alright. Um, that brings us to Faustus. You can see the great creature is bleeding out from many places and the dark water below you. Well, adjacent to you, I suppose, at this point. You're only a, about five feet above the water now. All right. Uh, I'm going to try Chill Touch again, hopefully with less missing. And by less missing, I mean natural 20. Okay. Can you critical with a ranged touch attack spell? Yeah. Anything that makes an attack roll can crit. Yeah, you huh. specifically can. So that's double damage. That is, yeah, roll the dice and then double what you get. Two becomes four. Uh, Eleven becomes twenty-two. Okay, that's pretty big. <laughs> that's that's a big damage. <laughs> Quel damage. All right, you focus now. Bring your hand uh, first open and push forward again. The same flickering skeletal hand approaching its forehead. Before you then curl your fingers together and push forward. The hand in its quasi-real state sinks beneath its flesh, slightly pushing against it, and you can see the imprint left behind as it sinks below. The fish blinks rapidly as the necrosis begins setting upon its organs. That's more like it. That was horrifying. Putrefaction usually is. At least you recognize it. Right now I can think of worse sights, though. Alright, and that will bring us to Illyria. Would it be... All right, that it fits under my um, wild shape, according to the book, would I be able to turn into a crocodile? Uh, I'm pretty sure you're at the level tier where you can turn into things with swim speed, yes? I, yes, no, I can. I'm curious if it's a thing in Innistrad, mostly. That's a fair point. Um, probably like not. They don't really have crocodiles. I mean, they have swamps. Oh, can she turn into a rootwalla? Swamps are not the same as croc. Do not necessarily mean crocodiles. And Only if she's on basking. There's more as much as they have madness, they don't have root wallas on Innistrad. Fine, there's got to be some sort of lizardy thing. Yeah, there's got to be some swimming. kind of. You're looking for a swimming creature. Ocean swimming thing I can be. Can she turn into an angler? Gramangler? Big fish? It wouldn't be that fish, and a regular angler isn't that fierce. I mean, you could do a oh, shark no. if you wanted. A shark? Shark's bullshit, though. Its stats are awful. And sure, anyway, this is fresh water. I'd die. You're a magical shark. You don't hey, I, I don't know how far you're taking this, so, like, alright. Um, I mean, like, I'm only taking it insofar as that, that just some things don't exist on Innistrad. Um, I mean, like, in other countries, sure, but I don't think she's not one to have access to the cities, and she hasn't really left the woods. Yeah. <sighs> alright. I'd have preferred crocodile, but we'll do shark. You want to be the equivalent of a piranha? <laughs> I don't think it's what you want, but... No, I want to be big and have sharp teeth. Shark sounds pretty good for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can turn and, it into a reef shark, right? Yeah, the reef shark is what they have in here, and it's kind of meh. You can, what's the maximum challenge rating you can go up to? Uh, one half. Yeah, that's reef shark. That's exactly on reef shark, so. Yeah, it's bites not as good as the crocodiles, but I'll live. Hey, that one good thing, though. Shark has advantage on attack rolls against a creature if at least one ally is within five feet of the creature and isn't incapacitated. That's yes, okay, cool. We're going to become a reef shark. Does that take my action? Uh, let me bring up the druid section. I haven't had to look at wild shape yet. I don't remember if it does or not. The big stupid early yeah, 90s cartoon shape change cutscene. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna do the thing. Let's see, it is an action. Use your action. Okay, so that would be your action to, to turn into it. You can attack with it next. Yeah. Uh, do I have to get naked to do this? No. Cool. Your cl- your clothes meld meld into the form. I think. Yes, that is correct. Cool. Um, and worth noting, markdown, it's uh, hit points go with the flat ones, it says, not the rolled one. Same as my current one, so it's fine. Nope, that is actually different because this is a buffer. When you take damage, it's first dealt to the animal's hit points, and then if it runs out of those, you turn back into you. What, what I mean is I've got 19 either way. All right, but you're going to need to note down 19 so that when it goes away, that you'll still be at 19. Yeah. Um, God, I'm going to make a shark pog once. <laughs> Just make another catfish catfish pog and shrink a tiny it. catfish <laughs> that'll work for now like if i thought being another catfish would help right now i would you don't have a catfish that big unfortunately you can do a normal ass catfish yeah and they get big but not that big um then let's see controlled by all players all right great <clears throat> so Valeria, you uh seeing now this aquatic brawl continue forward you list the boat to its side and step out over it, falling into the dark waters as they still remain rippling from the, bro- uh, the mayhem. And as you fall beneath them, you pull your arms to your side and begin remembering the shapes of animals you know. It is uncommon for a shark in- to be in the Ulvenwald. There are large fish of a few sorts, but nothing like a shark. But you've seen pictures, and in your few travels, you have passed by the sea, as Kessig does neighbor on it at times, a few places and on the way here. And you've heard stories and wanted to observe the great fierce creatures of the waters. And in this time, you remember them deeply. Your spin- skin begins to turn rough and rubbery at the same time. As your arms begin to fuse into you, your clothes turning a color of off gray, just a touch of blue. And all of you pulls together as you find yourself now turned into a creature fierce of the water. And you can smell the blood all around you. Um, As a shark, I'm pretty sure you don't have any special bonus actions. So I can only breathe underwater. Um, I have blind sight 30 feet. That's just senses. It's not bonus action. I didn't figure, but I was curious what blind sight was. Blind sight is senses that allow you to see without seeing. Got you it. don't need any Echo- kind of that weird echolocation. Not specifically echolocation. In the case of a shark, that's scent based. Okay. Cool. All right. Cool. I'm done. Um, so that brings us uh, over to the our young ward there, who continues to press herself down as far back into the well of the boat as possible, getting herself soaked through even uh, less further than before, but still in the welling water, sliding to the back. She whimpers down there, but it's not loud. Conrad. Hmm. <laughs> well, she's a shark now, huh? Yeah, that happened. 
Well, I can't complain, huh? <laughs> I mean, you could, but it'd probably be frivolous at this time. And a little hypocritical. I have a lot of different forms. You only have one. I have two now. Um, sure. Um, I am going to give it a Thunderous Smite. Well, I'm going to cast Thunderous Smite on myself and Ruprecht. Sure. So that's another of my four level one spell slots. You chant another prayer to the angels, and the air thrums with a calling and song. The area around his hooves and your axe begins to shimmer in the air, shifting more as the air is pushed away from it than the air being tricked by an illusion or magic. Okay, sweet. 22 hit. That'll hit. Alright, then that is... Oh, what kind of damage is that? Thunder damage. Right, it is, isn't it? Yep. So, so that is three slashing damage and nine thunder damage. Don't you have more strength to add to your slashing damage than three? You're correct. That is seven slashing damage and nine thunder damage. And I suppose he makes a strength check against 15 or gets knocked 10 feet and goes prone. Maybe he gets okay. some sort of bonus on that because he's huge. Um, you lower yourself to the side of Ruprecht and bring your axe in a swinging uppercut cutting a crescent shape as it impacts into the side of his open lips and right below, nearing the fleshy part of his throat. It lets out a burst as it impacts, and you hear the flesh tear with a pulled apart, and you can see his mucus, slime, and blood fly off to the sides, being propelled into a mist and drops. The enormous beast doesn't seem to shift, or some of the waters move with it as its head lolls backwards. All right, got some more attacks under my belt. Second attack misses. Uh, 21 for Ruprecht. That'll hit. All right, let me check what his normal native damage on his hoof, hooflings is. On them hooves. Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. So that is 9, 13 bludgeoning damage and 7 thunder damage. Whew, he hit harder than you. He's, 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 he's got beefy legs, man. <laughs> Following with the assault as you then pull your axe out and try and bring it down while yours scrapes through the air and off the side of the fish's now moving head Ruprecht places a hoof down hard. You can hear the wet as it impacts and then a further as the air pushes with it, flattening a shape in its head and its face once more pushes down from where it had been pushed up, and a, way, and a low wave of water rises up, and everyone in the boat, you feel, as the motion rocks you upwards as it moves underneath. Um, that brings us to a fish turn. I which, firstly, turn. at the start of it, that is 13 acid damage to you in its belly. Ooh. Yep, he's dead. Unconscious. Oh, one death He's check. Unconscious. <laughs> I want death it doesn't. Yet. It doesn't even trigger the death check yet. He has to I roll the death check oh. on his turn. Rolls the death check on his turn, and if he takes damage after already being downed. Yeah, if he gets okay. bumped again, he takes a death check. And melee attacks, which this does not count, also makes you fail a death check. What did you against? What did you ask, Josh? Oh, if it was auto fail for the getting hit while downed. It is an auto fail if the attack hits. The attack still has to hit. In this case, it okay. auto-hits. Uh, however, it is not technically a melee attack, so it would not double-hit. Okay. Ah. So, uh, let's see. Firstly, still surrounded by uh, 
foes and creatures now noticing the large horse and man bearing the axe in front of it. Two Christ. tendrils whip forward. Well, since it's focused on the horse, I think that is one tendril to Conrad and one to Faustus. I will use my protection action on Faustus. Okay, I was rolling for you first. That is a 24 to hit. That hits. That is 10 piercing damage and 3 poison damage. Uh, and then I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. 10 piercing, 3 poison? Yes. Alright. Then that is 7 piercing, 3 poison. And I need you to give me a con throw. Yep. Save. Not just throw. I am okay at that. 12. Okay. You feel as it batters against your side, and the sheer force of it pushes through some of the metal, and you can feel the barb digs up into your armpit. And as it gets at the soft flesh, you feel the sting of its venom seep into you, but you pull away from it and rest your arm. And as you lean over to the side, you shake, and the poison, as though it's trying to reach further into your system, seems to vanish. More venomous things have tried. See, that is an 11 to hit after disadvantage. The first one was a 15. Against me? Yes. Well, then, hey, I finally get a use for this. I cast shield. Oh, reactionary shield. Okay. It gives me plus four AC against that attack and until my next turn. So now <laughs> I'm at 13. Excellent. Yes, the protect action did something. That's the second <laughs> time. <laughs> it, it, took, it took a shield and a protective action, but... It got you there. As, yeah, the, matters. <laughs> as the whisker whips forward towards your face and Conrad shifts part of its momentum with the side of his shield, it still hurtles at you and you throw your hands up, um, creating a barrier made of, hmm, protection magic normally falls under white, but at the same time, white is also mainly faith things. There's other things you could use for protection. You just pick up a skeleton and put it in the way. <laughs> There's lots of blue stuff that throws walls up. There's also black stuff that makes indestructible. <laughs> I feel like most yeah. of that is just like the power of greed. <laughs> there was cunning escape in this last one where you just threw a servo in the way and then dropped a smoke bomb. <laughs> um, I'll assume it's blue, probably. Yeah. It's probably just a shimmering force field. Sure. You trace an arc in front of you with your hands. And as it makes a dome against you, you see the tendril hit against it. And there's a series of pops. <laughs> as it ripples across the surface. The tendril probes for a moment, uncertain, and then whips back to its side. Then the fish surges forward and bites upward at Ruprecht. No! That is a 19 to hit. That hits. After he swallows your horse, does that mean he goes after Illyria? He seems to be going after the animals and thought... That that anyone's getting swallowed. That is 11 piercing damage, and Ruprecht is grappled. <laughs> I can only hope as a shark I can chew my way out of its belly. Now, having Ruprecht as it surges upwards and clasps its jaws around Ruprecht's hooves that just so recently clashed into its face, Ruprecht, <laughs> as he begins to get pulled down towards the tides, and then the fish starts sinking down. Um, it is not leaving anyone on its radius, and Grove is outside of radius, so no opportunity attacks are provoked. Because everyone's traveling with it since they're all on board or on Rupert. Uh, it does not get particularly far, however, because it doesn't, it's halved when dragging something. Cool. Grimhild and Nick, as you brace yourselves against the surface of it, you see as the water begins lapping at its muddy sides, and it 
starts lowering underneath the surface. You first feel your pants as they get sodden through and manage to catch a breath before your heads go under. Only a moment later, Conrad and Faustus, you feel the same as your heads are pulled just underneath the waves, with the force of the fish moving down 20 feet below the water. Um, that brings us to Grimhild. I am going to swing around to its gills. Um... And basically just make a beeline from there to its gut. Okay. Some chopping. Um, I'm going to save that dog. Do you want to get in before you're chopping, or do you want to chop after you get in? Like, I want to basically get in as far as I can before I need to chop, and then chop. Like, I want to make sure. I want to cut him out. That is the priority. If I need to make cuts to get close enough to do that, I will do that. Make me an athletics check. Okay. Is 25 sufficient? <laughs> That's pretty good. I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do to like as the TN to get you in there, but that's pretty good. All right. Now underwater, it makes it so easy for you to just swim off the side and then plunge next to the fish and start sinking into its gills. They aren't exactly made for your size, even at its enormous capacity. But pushing your arms together, you manage to push through some of the ragged areas that have been cut and stabbed and impaled already. Wiggling through, you move past walls of great pinkish-purple meat and move down to what you figure is its throat, though it's hard with the darkness and the water all around you. Um, But yes, you can move lower into it, and you feel somewhat that you've bottomed out once you reach an area. Okay, Uh, I figure with survival trained, I have an idea of what fish are like on the inside. Yeah, no, you do have an idea. So it's just hard to tell when you can't see for one thing. so you are able to attack, however, you've got multiple things accounting for disadvantage, so you're going to have disadvantage no matter what you do, letting you know that. Even if I spend inspiration? Unless you get, like, double advantage, like fainting attack and an inspiration. Uh, I will do fainting attack, and I'm going to roll and see if I need to use that. Uh... If you roll, if you're doing that, you're not re-rolling, you just get to keep the first one. Yes. Letting you know that. Okay, uh, I will take my extra attack. God damn it. Um, which I will also make a fainting strike or fainting attack. Uh, doesn't is fainting the one that takes a bonus action? Oh, it is. God damn it. Okay. So you can't also, but you can still attack. Yes. And if you have the ones that don't take bonus actions, you can still oh, take. Oh oh, oh oh. But you didn't make that a faint, so it still hits. You just don't get the crit. Yeah. So it's yeah twenty two. So that's that's gonna hit. Okay. As you climb up inside the dark cavernous interior of this, strangely warm though still chilly from the water itself. You swing. What are you attacking with? Or, 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 or Sully's Cross? Sully's Cross, yes. It's a short sword, so it's the one yeah. of the few things I have that can do it. You slash out to the sides against the meat that is compressing you forward, the muscles pushing against you. But with what arm reach you can, you dig it into one of the walls and open up a heavy gash in its side. Roll me that damage. 11. Almost max. Nice. Almost me. Almost you. <laughs> All right. You feel you make a decent score against the side, and you can't quite see anywhere else through, but you can feel at least access for your arm to move around. I want to feel for that puppy dog. Uh, yeah, that's a, I'll allow that as a free thing. Okay. As you swum into its stomach, you reach around, now having a little more ease of access, and you can feel a burning sensation a little lower than you, but a dark, matted fur. Okay. I guess it'll probably be next turn before I can get him out of there, but, uh, yeah. 
Uh, to everyone else, in addition to being pulled underneath the surface, Grimhild has vanished from sight entirely, having swum into the fish. I mean, they probably see the rope going into the gills. <laughs> oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, Grove, uh, I'm going to let you know ahead of time, because you'd know this, range attacks suck through water. Like, to the point that it's basically not a thing. Yeah, no, I, I had that idea. On, honestly, I feel like if uh, if Grimhild, like, disappeared into the water around it, Conrad's thought would be, oh no, that poor fish. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the blind, it's blindest of spots, Grimhild. <laughs> You're not going to be considered a threat at the moment. Unless it has eyes yeah. on the inside. Then we'd have a whole nother problem. So, Grove, what are you doing? Well, I guess, firstly, uh, oh, use down, so roll me that death saving throw. Just for such an occasion, he has invented torpedo D20? Arrows. Correct? Yeah, just one D20, no modifiers. 13. Okay. Uh, mark off one success. Do, do, do. If he gets three successes in a row, he stabilizes. Right. Uh, not in a row, in total, before he dies. Okay. Um, well, first the dogger acts. With it. Nope, he's unconscious. Oh, right. God damn that, it! That was his action. I damn it! Um, so is this, is the boat sinking or is it kind of just kind of the boat is often? being pushed about by the waves and the rise of the tide made by it sinking the fish sinking below the waves but as for the boat itself it's not shifting that much it's just shaking how's the kid rolling terrified but pressed against the back she seems fine other than damp and maybe getting pneumonia later <laughs> mm, grove will be his helpful self and go stay here and then he'll dive he'll throw he'll throw here the bow and like the quiver like on the thing and then dive in after the fucking fish as you dive in the water you hear her just say what am i supposed to do with the The sound gets cut off by you sinking below the frothing waters then let's see if i can stab a bitch i got a dagger um do i lose concentration for uh the hunter's mark uh, no, you haven't any, lost it yet. Any of this had, okay. The so, shaking yeah, of waters is not inherently enough to lose concentration. You are a trained individual. It is going to require certain types of shock, getting hurt, or you concentrating on something else. Okay, just checking. Now, there are types of shock that would ruin your concentration without hurting you, but this is not it. You were prepared for how cold this water was. You weren't, like, thrown from the boat. Okay. I completely blank on what I'm supposed to roll. Um... You can get there with your... Actually, I am going to ask you to make an athletics check. Okay. Um, what is athletic? Oh, no. Why is this athletic? Because its move speed is still relatively high when it's halved. Three. You sink into the water and begin swimming with Ernest in its direction, but you don't manage to quite reach us this turn, just out of reach as it's below you. However, you are close enough that you could set a hand on Ruprecht's uh, flank and therefore move along with them. Yeah, let's grab onto the horse. This is so dumb. Oh, didn't everyone love Monster Hunter <laughs> tries underwater bits? No. Best part of the game. Underwater on, hunting bits are all... Nah. Oh, underwater sections are always <laughs> shitty. What are you talking about? Uh, I prefer Shadow of the Colossuses. The Plesioth was actually easier to hunt underwater than on land. Which one's the Plesioth? It's the big stupid fish asshole. Well, like that's it looks like a fish. <laughs> like it's one that looks like a big long fish with legs. I don't remember fighting that one. I remember the one that's like the anglerfish with legs. Oh wait, shit! That wasn't in try, was it? 
No, I don't think it's funny so. because it's the most fishy one and I just didn't put it in the game. Okay. Um, but with Grove done, that brings us to Nick, currently underwater. Unless, of course, you could let go. You can stay above water if you'd like, but that's... Yeah, no, he probably held onto the rope. Uh, or the fin that you were right next to. Or the fin, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and to be fair, he's not really stabbing it with anything that might endanger anyone inside of it anyway. So he, yeah, let's make let's make Grimm's escape a little better. He's gonna just just go for the opened up gills that she's burrowing through right now. <laughs> All right. I assume it's a few rounds until I got to worry about like breath because what are these like yeah, six seconds? No, like, don't worry about that. I'm I'll keep track of that. Don't worry about it. Short sword eighteen. That hit. Uh that'll hit. And dagger. That'll hit. Two. All right, six forty-six. Me too. Okay, you maneuver around the fish through what few handholds you can find, and lower yourself, but uh, back down next to that gill section, and letting go for a moment, using the water to suspend you. You drive your two blades from side to side, scissors in both directions, cutting through them just as a mesh. They are shredded apart, and you're blinded for a moment by the sheer plumes of blood pouring from it. Just a shade darker than the water. And, and then he will wait outside of the hole for now. Okay. Placing a hand against it, so if it go- keeps going down, you're going to travel with it, or just let it go? Uh, yes. He will continue to travel with it. Okay. That brings us to Faustus. You are now currently submerged underwater. This does not break your concentration. You are a Thank wizard. God. <laughs> It, it didn't do damage to you, so it does not break your concentration. That's good. Look, if it broke, if that sort of stuff broke your concentration, being an adventurer would suck. Being an adventurer does suck a lot. More than it does. It's the flip side of being a mage. <laughs> Phenomenal cosmic power. Really hard to maintain anything. Any tiny living space. So what are you doing? Um, you can feel free to drop concentration, I will yeah. say, since Ruprecht is not flying I was considering dropping it because what's the point? Really, uh, the only need to drop it is if you're going to concentrate on something else. Though. Sorry, I got upset. Uh, I don't remember the initiative order. Who goes between me and the fish's next turn? Uh, I do, and the girl does. Uh, and Illyria does. And Illyria does. She's all sharky. Shark bait, ooh So what are you doing? Uh, I think the first thing I'm going to do is... Can I Misty Step? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Nothing not, is holding you in place. Yeah, There's not nothing keeping you from being from misty stepping away. Well, so I can't really step or even use gravity very well. I you can wipe this. the fog along you. You technically don't need to step. It is teleportation. Okay. I did literally Plus, you could just earlier. like you could just float upwards a little bit and step through something. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll start with a misty step thirty feet south. Okay. Uh, worth noting since oh, you wait, is that a floating to... log? Since he grabbed onto Ruprecht. Yeah, that is a floating log, a piece of driftwood. Are you, you going to start log rolling while you do this? I can only get most of the way there. You are also, worth noting, like a total of 15 feet underwater. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll start swimming toward the log. Well, technically, you weren't attached onto anything. So I will ask, did you stay with Ruprecht when he sunk beneath the waves? No, I don't really see a reason to like wrap my legs around the horse. That's fair. Okay, so you, so you just stayed on the surface. I should have yeah. asked that from everyone, but okay, sure. Yeah, how far can I swim? 
Uh, with making athletics check, your full movement, if you don't make the athletics check, 15 feet. Three, one, two, three, one, two. So three squares, and then you can teleport six squares, I think. So nine total. Unless you make the athletics, in which case you can do 12. That puts me one square short. Damn it. All right, what, what happens if I, if I try the athletics check and fail? Is there any consequence? Not really. Like, you're somewhat winded. Um, in your case, I would probably say that it might, it, I'd make you make a concentration check, but you don't care about that too much. Not so much at the moment. Uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll try the concentration check. I'm not going to release it till I have a voluntary. Yeah, I'm not saying it's an automatic to. failure either. All right. I'll try the athletics check. All right. Uh, 17, actually pretty okay. promising. Nice. Uh, yeah, seeing them... That's based sink- on strength, right? Yep, based on strength. Yeah. Seeing yep. them sink beneath you, you arm over arm begin stroking forward away from this <laughs> tangled melee, shifting through the dark waters, the forces of the waves and moving ripples decreasing as you move away from them. So that's a move and then a bonus action, right? So I still have my action? Uh, yeah, that would be the case. Okay, then let's uh, hit him with a chill touch. Well, actually, there's no point in that. Um, well, I guess actually, like based on how I've dictated things before, no, it just that would be your action involved. Okay, well, I'll do it then. I'll just get on that rock instead of in open water. Yeah, you manage to, as you swim away, the, the same blue veil of mist sweeps over you as you swim forward, and you find yourself kind of flopping, but for, then able to steady yourself on a shaky large piece of sodden driftwood. Out of anyone, you are probably the most weighed down by the water, having the most clothing, I believe, if you have robes. Do you have robes? Uh, it's wearing? more like a medical coat he's been using. That's true. Also, a bunch of Other, everyone, super heavy armor. I mean, yes, but that's not particularly by the water that's weighing you down. That's your armor that's weighing you down. It's not like that gets soaked with water. Fair enough. But also, everyone wears stupid long coats in Innistrad, so actually, if it's a medical coat, he's less likely to be super weighed down. Uh, but yeah, you managed to get up onto there relatively steady that moves us on to Illyria um I'm gonna go and try to help make that hole for Grimhild bigger sure how much finesse do I have with these teeth not a ton it's your mouth and it's broad and it's wide and you understand it as much as you knew your own mouth when you were just moments ago a human you understand your capacities very well as an animal but even then your mouth is not made for expressions it is made to open and tear Okay, I'm going to go and do it and try not to hurt Grimhild while I rip flesh. Oh, she's deep inside of it. Yeah, you're okay, cool, hurt Nick, cool. who's right there as well. Okay, make, make yeah, it would be bigger. more likely to hurt Nick, but it's still not an AoE attack, so like, whatever. I'm going to go bite. I'm not All right, Nick, you see as this brownish-gray shark swims at high velocity. You're surprised to see one here. They really only occurred on the silver beaches in Rafalia, as far as you've seen before. But it darts in your direction with high velocity. I got a 19, by the way. However, instead of targeting you, it seems to go past towards that plume of blood blossoming from the creature's gills, and it sinks with a rending ferocity into its side. Um... Also, you have advantage on that attack, if I'm not mistaken. Roll in chase of a crit. Oh, yeah, good point. Which it was. <laughs> so, uh, yep. She just I do 10 through, damage. She chews through one side you do all the way through the other. Damage. It doubles the dice, not the... Oh, well, that's good. Not. I was... Okay. Oh, well. 10 right. damage. Ripping hold, making it easier to get Doggo and Grimhild out. You move forward and sink your fangs horizontally into the side of the gills and keep swimming. A large chunk of it comes off in your mouth, muddy, dirty, but 
flesh that tastes so good to you right now, the deep blood of it sailing into your mouth. You know that this is the fish's senses, but it is still a sense of satisfaction as it pours out streaming behind you in clouds. Maybe I need to be less judgmental of uh, Conrad when he's in his wolf form now. Um, mm. All right, that brings us to Conrad. Yep, so I take it the axe is at disadvantage now? Correct, you are underwater. Uh, the hand axe too? Yes, it is still bigger than the other ones, and it doesn't sever through water quite as well. Melee attacks? Like, hand-to-hand melee attacks? Um, I think that's technically at disadvantage, but also would be a very bad idea. Melee attacks do, like, nothing. Unless you smite with them. Unless you smite with them, I guess that's true. Um, but you're not particularly trained at, like, underwater fighting, and you don't have a particular way to stab through the water. Most of the other ones are things that you can impale with, to ignore most of the force of the water against you. Like, if you've ever tried to actually swing an arm underwater, it is not an easy process. Hmm. So we're grappled, huh? Well, Ruprecht is grappled. You are not grappled. Ruprecht is grappled. You're fine. Other than that, you know, you're on Ruprecht and you're underwater. And so what? You aren't allowed to uh, make a, take a move action while you're grappled? Uh, let me bring up the exact page. I've had to flip through this player's handbook so much, it's so good I've got a real copy of it. Let's see. Grappled. Uh, speed becomes zero. Uh, if the grappler's incapacitated, it stops. Condition also ends if it removes the grappled creature. Yeah. I'm sorry, what was that first bit? It, it, yeah, basically the only thing it's doing is that the room is... Ha- Ruprecht has zero move. That's all that's happening. That's all you need to really consider, other than the fact that it could possibly attempt to swallow. Okay. In that case, I'll misty step us 30 feet up. <laughs> I cast the spell on me and move it to Ruprecht. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Man, you still have spell slots for that? It, I've only used second level spell spots for, for Misty Step. You have two? Yeah. Dang. All right. <laughs> I have one. Of, I have specifically two. All right. And as you mutter a prayer as best you can, the bubbles leaving your mouth filled with white energy. Bubbleshed. The message of the prayer being required for you to speak, but not be required for you to be heard. As the water begins entering your mouth, you feel the warmth that's not exactly heat cross over you, and as the white fog coats over you, it also approaches across Ruprecht's flank, and both of you find yourselves now 30 feet up in the air. Well, technically 15 feet up in the air, now above sea level. Light level. And for good measure, take an action to sort of go a little higher. <laughs> Dash higher? Yeah. Or I guess just move action, because you haven't yeah, used that. Yeah, that was just a bonus. Um, yeah, okay. How much higher do you want to go? Uh, 60 feet from the surface. Okay. Ruprecht sails upwards, uh, not really able to do something even mimicking galloping to go vertical. If it surfaces, we'll have it. It'll be dead then. Good. And your turn? Yep. Okay. Um, Grimhild, make me a dexterity saving throw to not get caught up in the acid. I'm not as good at that. Uh, that is at 11. Yeah, it's 11. Okay. So half damage. Okay. That is... 12 have to 6 acid damage to you, and automatic failed save for you. I gotta save this puppers. Now that you're in here, you can feel the sensation of this creature's digestive ju- juices flowing across your arm. It's not your entire body like the dog has been resting in. It doesn't make so much as a sizzle, as, but you still feel as parts of you and your armor fall apart. Mainly just scarring your armor, but as it seeks into your flesh, you feel it burn. As it sails downwards, 
It strikes out with tendrils at the things still astride it next to it. Oh! Also, Grove, you are no longer attached to Ruprecht because Ruprecht vanished. Worth noting. Does that mean I'm with Ruprecht? No, they can't just... bring people along, unfortunately. The only reason he could move both of them along is because Misty Step affects him and he can use things that affect him to affect the summoned mount. That means you're just in water. <laughs> um, you're face to face with the catfish. Is a 15 to hit shark. Yeah, what's a shark AC? Reading here, it's 12, such so a hit. And a 10 to hit Nick. I think that misses Nick. Pretty sure. Uh, that, that would miss Nick in the womb. Hey, shut up. Uh, 12, by the way. I kept forgetting I was muted. Yep. Okay. So that is eight piercing damage and two poison damage to your shark form. Do I get to do the con stage to try to pull the barb out? Yes. And you use the shark's constitution modifier. Then. Same as mine. Nope. As the barb flails down across its sides, Nick, you just push yourself slightly downwards, sailing under it. You surprisingly happy with the freedom that the three-dimensional movement affords you. While Illyria still in her blood-drunk hunger, you feel this barb enter into your back. It leaves a deep gash, nearly four inches deep. And you can feel as your body tenses up and this strange sensation takes over you and you stiffen. You're considered poisoned until the end of your next turn. Okay. And you said eight plus two? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Then, hmm, the fish will rotate and open its mouth towards the new smaller fish next to it. You're the only target it can hit without moving other than Nick. Stick more than the fish. More used to fish as food, so probably yes. And as it opens its mouth wide, you hear another even underwater. It's strangely salient and clear. So, <laughs> as pouring it from its mouth is another corpse candle, still lit underwater as it is not real flame. The bite sinks down upon you. That's a natural one. <gasps> and it sails right next to you. The water moving in such a way that you are pushed back, bubbles trailing up to the surface. I didn't want to be eaten. Uh, and then it descends. Uh, Nick, would you like, you wanted to stay with it still? Uh, yep. Okay. One second. I think I can make a notifier on this somewhere. Um, and as it descends further, uh, Illyria, you can make an attack of opportunity on it if you would like. At disadvantage, because you're poisoned, but Grove was not in melee range. You didn't manage to get there in time. There was a horse length between them. Really, it was, it was a five feet difference, but five feet difference can matter. Um, 19, I think, uh, so. Yeah, that'll hit. Six damage! As it moves past, you sink your teeth into it, tearing up a chunk as it moves away. You can see as its motion and swimming downwards is off-kilter, the blood trailing out as a massive smoke cloud behind it. That brings us to Grimhild. Grimhild, everything is dark and your arm is burning, but you can feel as it's set against the sodden, not-yet-corpse of the dog, you. I pull the dog out, and so as my bonus action, I guess I'm going to sheathe my sword and pull out a healing potion. It is an action to feed a potion to someone else. He, That's bonus fine. for yourself. Well, I'm using the bonus to... Okay. 
Never mind, that's fair. Then yes, I will give that dog a potion and get him out of that hole so he can start swimming up and get some air, because he's probably, like, fucking half-drowned, too. Reaching around blindly in your flowing packs, you manage to clasp around the potion that you know you have in there. And wrenching it open, you tilt it downward so it doesn't all immediately float out of the vial. And then reach around for Yu's face before shoving it into there. And before he even has time to drink it, you start pulling upwards, feeling the muscles around you tighten to attempt to prevent you from leaving, but that's not enough. You begin wrenching yourself out of the inside, and you move up along back into its throat and manage to push him against the open gill space, now filled with much more blood and much more open than you saw it moments ago. Yeah, if he starts to become, I'm going to kind of like pat him and like gesture to go up. I don't know how smart he is, but I think he's smarter than most dogs, but... He weakly moves. It takes a moment for him to straighten out, but he seems relatively cognizant a moment later and bonks his head against the side of your arm before then aiming his nose towards the front. Okay, that's my heel. Alright, um, that brings us to Grove. And therefore use action first. Uh, another saving throw? Nope, he's up. That I was just saved him. Grove just poured a potion to his I'm face. I'm really bad at this, okay? <laughs> I'm not yeah. used to actually getting hit. <laughs> um... I've, yeah. Grimhill also told him to, to swim away and up no, towards No, the dog him. is getting the fuck away. Okay, uh, probably will try and swim up and into the boat. Sure. Is Grove happy to see his puppers? Um, he cannot get all the way there. Make an athletic check for him to see how far he can get. Well, he can use a dash action. That's true, we could use a dash as well. Also, yeah, proficient in doggy is... paddle. <laughs> Boo! Boo this man, yeah, everybody. He'll do it. <laughs> he will dash... Uh, yeah, so is Conrad. Conrad. Uh, he still wouldn't be able to get to the boat. The thing is 40 feet under the water. Oh. Oh, right. So you can get to the surface. That's fine. So here. That's perfect. And then uh, for Grove, yeah, he'll see uh, Grimhild like, pull the dog and be able to make the dog out ever so slightly from this garbage, garbage waterland. And then he will... <laughs> Look like a complete idiot, and then surface and get back into the boat. <laughs> we are getting the fuck out of Dodge. The, next the girl round. is extremely confused as she's holding your bow backwards in her hands, the quiver just next to her rather than over her shoulder. She shakes it as you climb back aboard before seeing it's you. Is what was that about? And she just smacks you with the side of the bow. <laughs> this girl must not be Stencian. <laughs> Grove will look at her and then just go, we're leaving. And then Good. Get to just like haul ass. Um, all right, that brings us to uh, Nick. Turn, Nick. You are now forty feet below the surface, next to a profusely bleeding mammoth fish. For what it's worth, I'm staying kind of in the gills. I figured you described around. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 We gotta. We gotta have gumbo for the whole city. Let's finish this thing off. Uh, so well, let's see if Nick's capable of such a thing. I believe in Nick. Everybody give Nick your energy. Right. I'm raising my hands to the sky. I need that energy. <laughs> I want... Oh, hey! Shit. Hey! It worked! Wow. I know that you believed in me! And Nick's spirit bombs the fucking catfish. <laughs> Is it aware of him? Okay. So, yeah, it's Just the... Roll the crit one first, because that matters. You're going to say, because that, that gets the sneak attack, so that is... In which the sneak attack is doubled. 4d6 <laughs> plus 4... Jesus. Six plus four. <laughs> and ten gets doubled to twenty. Eighteen gets doubled to thirty-six. Right, 
Um, no, no, it doesn't double the end. It doubles 32. before the plus. So 32. yes, thirty-two. Right. is still a huge. How would you damage. like to kill it? And thirty-three with the dagger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do you finish it off? Clarify <laughs> for the audience. That's thirty-three total. <laughs> How does Nick finish it off? Uh, basically, like, cause the gills are on the side. I figure Grimhild's done enough wriggling around in there. Uh, he's just frustrated and, you know, a little like running out of air. Uh, is just going to punch through what it passes for a skull in this thing and just brain it. With a roll like that, you're doing some blitz ball shit down there. <laughs> uh, to do that, you would kind like of have to go up into it or go over it because from this angle, you can't really get through to skull like. But that's fine if you want to do either of those. Uh, oh, no, no, you can get the skull through the uh, eye. So he'll just, just. I guess the not into the brain cavity though. It's a big fish. Like that's, that's what I'm fair. saying. It's a very big distance. And that's okay. a very small brain. And okay, yeah. And you know what? Like losing the eye, and it'll probably like it'll be fine. Yeah. So he will just just take one of its eyes out. All right. You swim over to the side where you can see one of its milky gray eyes as it swims with as much force as it can muster downwards. Um. And as it moves, you just move forward and push the blade, sinking as deep as you can into its eye. As it goes through, you can feel the white liquid and hard stone in the center of it crack and spill against you. And you just dig it further, deeper, pushing forward until your arm is elbow deep inside of what had once been its eyeball. You can feel bone crack against the force of your cut as you just push with all your might. And the body stops wriggling and lists to the side, its mouth falling open gently. Yeah, Nick's going to kick off it like the nerd it is and start swimming back up to the, uh, back up to the surface. Um, I also realized that it actually got 60 feet below. So, um, Can I help a shark to help pull these people up since I have 30 uh, feet? Combat is not over yet, technically. Oh, yeah, because I forgot about the stupid little thing. The corpse candle. Oh, right, right. There's another corpse candle. Okay, Ghostman, how do we deal with the first one? Great uh, magic weapon to the part. stabbed it real good. <laughs> Illyria, eat it. Unfortunately, that, that is Nick's only spirit bomb for the season, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you can move. Uh, he'll move closer to the candle then. If sure. it's meaningful, if it's a meaningfully long distance away, uh, it's enough that like you just surface a bit. Let's see, that would put you within ten feet of it. Oh, it's on the surface. Okay. It's not on the surface. It's just you have to go upwards because it spatted out before it swam down. Oh, all right, yeah. Um, that brings us to Faustus. Faustus hey, is don't... this fish going to float or sink? Mm-hmm. See what happens to its gas bladder. <laughs> um, Faustus, you see Grove pour back up from the water. Um, and climb back inside the boat, and he seems to be preparing to get on the oars again. That seems not particularly useful with the boat in that, sh- that state. As Can well, he... of course, that you see that uh, Ruprecht is once again sailing high in the air. <laughs> All right. Uh, can can he see the, um, the flame through the water? Mm, make a perception check. Perceptive. Not a particularly hard check, just... It is dark water. Uh, 19. Yeah. Uh, as you gaze over what little of the conflict you can see, you can see billowing black clouds that are mixed with red and purple, seemingly the dark blood of the creature, but you can also see flickering inside of it a flame of some creature, same as you saw before, the corpse candle. Und- 
perturbed by water as is no real flame. All right. How bad are the penalties for shooting through water? Um, with a actual, any attack that has like a physical body to it, you can't. <laughs> okay. What about one of mine? Um, some beams would stop. Um, like the chill touch wouldn't. Okay, let's give him a chill touch then. You can't throw the bell at him. That was a stupid idea. <laughs> idea. Chuck it as hard as possible. <laughs> you were straw manning my tactics. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, you would have to get closer to it, I think. What's your range on that? 120 feet. Oh, boy. Feet. Let's see. Let's first measure out to that distance and then consider the distances under the water. D- it's only like it's only like the Pythagorean fucking room. Hell yeah! Oh, and then it's twenty feet under the water. So yeah, that with the angle and everything. Yeah, you're within range. It should be well within range. I yeah, think. definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, twenty-seven. Whoa, boy! Uh, yeah, that'll that hit. Just single roll. <laughs> what did? Oh, that's the attack roll. Yeah. I thought it was just damage. Just damage Palooza over here. <laughs> I do three necrotic damage. <laughs> Okay, and is the disadvantage on all attack rolls or just against you? Uh, uh, it only gets disadvantage on attack rolls if it's undead. It is undead. The corpse candles is sort of a geist. Oh, good question then. You never thought it'd come up, huh? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. As a matter of fact, disadvantage on attacks against you until the end of your next turn. Okay. As the hand clings to it. You reach forward, and even under the waves, you know how to guide the hand as you reach it forward. And you clasp around something. You can't feel it directly, but you know its energy's there. And you tighten the grip. It doesn't dig in particularly far, but you feel as it leaves a lingering print against its side. You did it. You groped it. You groped it. it. Groped that ghost. Illyria. Yes. What are you up to? I'm going to go like... Jump out of the water like SeaWorld. Do a flip. That's not sharks. Do a flip. <laughs> Grab Nick on your way. He'll just ride. <laughs> Grab onto the fan. I'm going to go down and try just to start making flipper Grim noises. Uh, Grimhill's going you, to try to swat the weird shark away. <laughs> yeah, there's a shark coming at you, Grimhill. That's you strange. have no grasping moments aside from your toothy That mom. is also a fact. <laughs> she's, she's trying to be extraordinarily, like, I guess, cat like, like nudging and, like, come on, get I, up. <laughs> You try to reach out a pleasant hand, but you're a, there's only a flipper. Nuzzles with nose, but not open mouth. You're but not like, sure why there would be a shark in Stencia, but a shark has swum inside now the falling corpse of the fish and has swum next to you and is attempting to rub its skin on you that you know is quite I'm, rough and painful. I mean, I'm, like, getting ready to stab the shit out of it. <laughs> like, very obviously. It, it appears to be a nice shark. You could have it as an animal companion. Well, there's a couple things. You know, you One, know, briefly. <laughs> what's the shark doing here? It's creeping me out. Two, I need to retrieve my weapon before I, my other weapon before I leave. <laughs> you give your best underwater. Do you mind? Look. <laughs> I shoo it away, and then brandish the sword. Like, get out or sword, weird shark. Can I be faster and like just go from the back and kind of be like tugging? Oh, I can't tug without like hurting yeah. you. Without uh, grasping with mouth. Yeah, it's. I, I think your I think your toolkit is kind of limited here. It's the only downside to this shark is that I have lack of expression right Damn, now. The only downside. <laughs> it was the perfect form. Me, the ultimate <laughs> life form. Shadow <laughs> the shark hog. Your hand turns into a squirrel. 
Hmm. So is that all you're trying to do? <laughs> Go inside guess, the gill and I mean, bother Grimmel? I am like, Grimmel, god damn it. I mean, you probably see that she's attached by a rope to its back on purpose. I'm going to cut the rope. I will <laughs> definitely stab you if you do that. Why? Because it's a good All rope. Right, just... <laughs> okay. Guys, stop would... arguing out of character. Yeah, guys. <laughs> Fine. Screw it. We're going to go up and push Nick by his butt up to the up, up to the surface because he wants help. Uh, well... At least you'd be comfortable with that. Are you going to push me past the corpse candle? I mean, if you make it known you want to stop there, she won't do that. Yeah, he'll, like, twist off at corpse candle level. Cool. SeaWorld shit. Great. Um, I don't have an action anymore, do I? And then wonder why that shark isn't dead in this fresh water. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um... Okay. I assume I don't have an action or anything? Yeah, that was a bit of doing things. Okay, cool. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to shift back to Illyria. Okay. left out an exasperated clutch of bubbles. Oh, I think Grimmel's oh, oh. on the other side. She's going to get up past the corpse, see Illyria, and be like, oh, there's Illyria. Over to that weird shark. <laughs> Basically. Oh. Illyria. You let your mind at ease, and you can feel the sense and smell of blood and water and mud begin to ease back from your senses. The water feeling properly cold again as you, your arms once again turn from the rough brown-gray flesh back into your hands and pink skin and loose clothes. And your eyes open again, you're no longer pointed as forward as you once were a moment ago. Clumps of hair interfering with your vision. Um... Nick, the candle skirts closer to you now that you are already next to it. You hear it? <laughs> and there is a jolt that moves towards you through the water that is a 18 to hit. Uh, that will hit. It's the real boss at one shots Nick and then kills the rest of us. <laughs> and the AoE that shatters off of Nick explodes. <laughs> that does 10 necrotic damage. Ooh, I am I am riding the line. I'm at one health. <laughs> we can take this. Oh, oh, I can. Uh, so I take. Uh, so yes, you can evade it. Uh, so I take uh, round in my favor. Round down. What's the convention for the system? I uh, round in your favor. Okay, then I take five. It was but it well, it was ten, ten anyway. So you're fine. It have been five either way. Oh, I thought it was eleven. No, nope, it was ten. Okay. Um. You feel the sensation as you move away from it, feeling the malevolence coalesce as just a small jolt of black darts out from it. And you can feel just your heart skip a beat for a moment, and your entire body feels like you just stopped. It wasn't very long, and you once again like focus on keeping the air inside you inside you. You feel your lungs still working, even if strained. Conrad. I'm going to hold an action to charge down uh, whatever enemy comes out of the water. Sure. Uh, that... okay. Grimhild, as Conrad studies himself up above, you are now still inside the corpse of a slowly uh, shifting massive catfish. Pulling to on the rope to get to my weapon? Sure. You manage to, hand over hand, push through the cold, dark water and move up to where your weapon is sunken among the cloudy blood from the fish. And then I'm going to put it back into axe mode. With a bit of wrenching and then pulling down on the chain, you manage to get it back into place. 
And I guess it's technically Moon's action. If I have any movement left, I'll start going upwards and towards the corpus candle now that I see it. You have movement still, yes. Yeah. You can make progress there. Okay. If I reach it, I'll make take a swing. You do not have that much. Yeah, I didn't figure. Okay. Um, all right. That brings us to Grove and you. Uh, you continues the rest of his journey <laughs> and uh, managed to scamper next to the boat, not actually in. Grab by scruff, put in boat. Can I get that for free? You're yes. gotta be tough with scruff. <laughs> have to take your bonus action to do that. There you go. <laughs> Hold the dog. Try and rowboat the fuck out of here. <laughs> Make me an athletic check. All right, I'm shit at athletics. Fuck. Aren't you a tree guy? Yeah, that's why I'm dexterous. That's five. Sort of shitty flip druid. Oh. You move into the back and begin to rotate around. Girl just eyes you with agreement with your actions this time, it seems. And she shifts a little to the front to get out of the way of the reach of your oars as you lays down in the front to lower his profile. And you yourself set into working the oars as best you can. You're not the most pure strength build of man. But as you wrench it, you manage to get yourselves a ways away. Seeing Faustus now, standing still sopping wet, but on the log next to you. Oh, do you want in? Yes, but we should probably make sure that they're not going to die first. Mm, Grimhild hasn't come up yet. Is everything alright down there? Big fish. Nick. Mm-hmm. It's your turn. Alright. Um now you said that we were sort of familiar with these creatures, at least like at sight. Yeah. Um do I know if I'm not sure how common these are. Like I don't know, maybe they pop up around creators and stuff. They pop but, up around places where there are poorly maintained graves, and this is what happens to spirits instead of bodies. Often more with malevolent individuals, especially criminals and those left at waysides. Okay, so um, are they like immune to to magic to non magic weaponry? No, they present or? a physical body. They are just resilient. Okay, uh, then he is going to do what he does best and try to murder it with a sword. Please don't do what he does um, best. Well. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask for the energy this time. It's not with him, clearly. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Get like, drunk and fail. <laughs> what he does best. Uh, there's a 15 hit. That'll hit. And there's a 21. Yeah, 21 hits. Okay. So let's go for the old, old compliment here. Oh, wait. Excuse me. I, looked, I was looking at the wrong stat block. The 19 doesn't. Uh, the 15 doesn't hit, but the 21 definitely does. Okay. So de- that's the dagger gets the critical. That's fine. Yes. It still gets the uh, sneak attack. Yep. And wait, I don't think it gets the plus four. You would be correct about that. It yeah. Does, but it does get the sneak attack. Okay. 12. Not bad. Okay. Could be worse, certainly. You make a strike out towards it, and the flame flickers off the side, wrapping around your blade in a dancing manner. Let's add another. <laughs> but as it starts doing that, then stop suddenly as your dagger drives through it. You don't feel too much physical resistance. It's like cutting through thick air. The water itself is thick, but it's just slightly thicker there, as if density has decided to... Like a soft cheese. <laughs> like a good brie. Um, yeah, but you take a decent chunk out of it, and its flame flickers much smaller. And then he's spec. going to spend his movement to surface, just to get air. Uh, okay. Since it, I assume we're probably near... an attack of point, opportunity. Which, uh, no, it doesn't, because I hit it with a weapon. You would be correct, right, because of your class thing. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, you make your way towards the surface. My footwork is too fancy. Uh, and you get a notable amount of the way there. You are barely below the water level. Um, that brings us to fastest. All right, so does it appear that everyone is... Uh... Oh, wait, is the wisp still there? Yes, it seems faint, but it's still there. All right, let's... Uh, I'll try the chill touch again. Roll it for me. Let's try to roll less than more than three. Uh, 20. That lit? There we go, 15. Okay. You make the same grasping motion that you did previously, and underwater, those of you who had other eyes still on the corpse candle see as a hand, skeletal in nature and flickering like it, wraps around it, encompassing it entirely, before it crushes it out in the palm of its hand. As it releases, there's nothing left, and the hand dissipates into the water. Um, and that's an end of the combat, so... You all can surface at your own regards. Uh, Grover, are you just going to keep going backwards, or are you waiting for people now? Um, well, I was going to pick up Faustus because he's on a stick. And then if people start showing up, he'll be like, oh, and then kind of go around and pick up people. Well, I assume you pulled Pup into the boat. He oh, yeah, that was around. the first thing. Yeah. Uh, soon enough, yes, everyone begins to surface. Um, as you wait around, the girl in the back... Excuse me, why aren't we continuing towards the shore? You can wait. I very clearly can't. I am in distress. Please see me back to the shore. That's what we were doing a moment ago. Looks at Faustus. Wow, are you serious? Yes. Why would I not be? I speak my mind. Good for you, girl. We're going back to get everybody else. She puts her hands to her hair and begins wringing water out of the thick curls. But as she frowns, she doesn't say anything else as you wait and move back towards where everyone begins to surface. If, if people seem not sure about anything, Grimhild will say, Nick stabbed its brain. It's good. <laughs> he did what? He stabbed the fish's brain. What did you say? Why are you, what, why are you way up there? Are the threats taken care of? <laughs> yes. Be there in a moment. <laughs> so he'll, he'll gallop down he'll gallop 60 <laughs> back down to the water he'll, he'll just raise his arms and guide him in for a landing <laughs> he'll, he'll bravely gallop down after confirming that all the threats are gone hey shut up he has a 60 foot charge range on Ruprecht Illyrio kind of look at Grimhild like I was the shark by the way trying to help you get up here I mean I needed to get my weapon but thank you I respect that. I was worried you were going to drown. Worth noting, by the way, uh, I was going to check the rules uh, if I needed anything special, but I was just going to assuming um, people having a minute underwater without needing to get any air during intense combat in a minute's 10 rounds. Just thought uh, being open about that. Anyway, so you all managed to surface and most of you climb into the boat. If everyone who was in the boat previously does go in, it is tighter than it was previous. Yeah, because we have a kid. Uh, Nickel just, uh, hang on. We have a shit kid. Uh, can, how much energy does it take for me to, uh, wild shape? Uh, what, what do you mean when you say energy? I guess what I'm saying is, can I just shift again? I mean, yes, but that's, you know, your two uses of wild shape. Is it? You have a total of two uses per day. Uh, yeah, per day. 
Oh, after two shots at it, you get mysteriously tired. Yeah, probably. It's just the particular spirits that allow you to change your form to those of nature. Yeah. Don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Understandably. Yeah, no, I'm just going to go back to being the shark to get to shore quicker. It's much quicker to swim like a shark. Okay. She plunges back over the side, and you see once again as her arms press against her and turn into gray-brown fins, and she sails through the water. You have shapeshifters with you. That's bad luck, I hear. Bad luck for her, for us, because the way I've seen things go thus far, you know, kind of went the other way. Hmm. Oh, she's uh, saved my life, like, twice, so liking it too bad. Where are you from, girl? I'm from the camp just south of Palos. If you would return me there, I'm certain my father would be happy to see me, and he would owe you some sort of debt, as you deserve to receive some sort of recompense for saving me. Grove looks at Grimhild. Are all children like this in this area? Upon time being freer and at least relatively more peaceful, the distinctive, incredibly raven-black hair on her head and the pale skin and the somewhat garish clothing fiercely denote her as being one of the bitter hearts. Question still stands. This kid's a shit. Grove doesn't like shit kids. She loves her in the water. We have rope. We can teach her to swim. I know how to swim, thank you very much. Steady now. Pretty angry if I were about to be eaten by a catfish. In fact, That's all of us. In fact, I almost was. <laughs> Question. Can Conrad detect alignment? And if he can, has Grimhild seen it? No, you can detect <laughs> outsiders and shit like that. Yeah, yeah detecting they... alignment's kind of not a thing anymore. Yeah, no, that's actually really good. That I'm... It is good. Alignment only matters for, like, certain things, like gods and cert- attuning to certain objects, and that's it. I will try to do, like, an investigation or perception check or something to uh, try and figure out what's up with this girl. She's definitely not acting like a normal human I would expect to. Uh, like, I'm, like I would expect a normal human to. Make an insight check. Insight, huh? Oh, I actually have that. Why did I roll T10s? Too much 40k. <laughs> I rolled 48. How did my skill check go? I'm actually pretty decent at that. Uh, 18 after everything. Looking her over, what exactly are you trying to discern? Uh, basically, if if this is just like an, if she is behaving like a normal person might, or if there's something suspicious about her. Is she a bratty kid or is something else wrong? It seems strange how blasé she is with a situation that had just nearly been concerned about her death, potentially. However, beyond that, she just seems fiercely proud as far as you can tell. Looking in her eyes, they're focused, but they're not something that is like a warrior's age. You don't see anything particularly suspicious, like marks of a vampire or traits of someone who is particularly skilled with weaponry or magics. Not a pod person. Right, let's just get this over with as quickly as possible. We have bad news to bring back to town anyway. Where is your father? I said he's in the camp south of Palas. I couldn't hear you. My ears are full of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Not mine, mostly. God, her clothes are probably just fucking soaked again. <laughs> Got bloodborne. God damn it. Yeah, no. Poor Grimhild and her fashion issues. <laughs> fashion on point. <laughs> If you don't mind my asking, how did you end up in a burlap sack on a pond? I had been venturing outside the camp, as I do. As you do. I know my way around some things. I know my way around the area. I didn't expect that sort of man. I saw him before. Father always spoke well of him. He was a fisherman. The only one who brought much into town anymore. 
Apparently he had been acting strange, but not so much in a way that I presumed like this, just in a way that he seemed despondent. That's how father put it around the dinner table. Then I find myself being approached by him. I speak to him, and the next thing I know, I'm being placed inside a sack and then hit and then kept and then eventually brought out here and then tossed into the water. And now I'm seeing you, and thank you. I do appreciate you saving me. Certainly. And I'll pick up the pace because I'm not sure exactly how long the flight spell lasts. Ten minutes, is like sunning like, and human on the beach already. Between travel, flight, and everything, you're at like minute eight now as you touch down. Some flips. The girl steps off the side and attempts running her hands across her clothes to squeeze out as much moisture as possible. It doesn't work particularly well, but she seems at least comparatively satisfied by this. Fausta sits down in the back of the wagon and starts looking over his spell book for a few minutes. Please. Come, we have a perfectly good carnival wagon. Hey, can Actually, I pro- take the, seat, the shotgun seat? Hey, can I produce flame and start drying myself out? Sure. Cool. With Doing just a that. flick of your hand and opening your palm, you fill it with a torch-sized flame. The girl continues watching you, more curious as she tilts her head. Hmm. Fast to see, we're just climbing into the shotgun seat. Yeah. After uh, five minutes of switching spells, I'm casting Unseen Servant, and the Unseen Servant will then painstakingly clean every tool and flask I have. From your... Uh, from the Tinker's Kit and the Alchemist yeah, Kit? Yeah, you hear a sound in the back of your skull. I don't like being damp. It ruins the quality of the wigs. Sorry, that was not my intention. <laughs> Please warn me next time. I would prefer to stay on shore. Uh, if I thought that we were going in the water, I would have remained on shore also. I'll avoid as many boats as I can in future. Unless they're ships. I liked the ships in the Falia. Yes, I don't think we'll be going on water for quite a while. Good. Hateful place, that. Yes. Full of little monsters and big. Please dry my sword, too. I don't want it to rust. Yes, I'll take care of it first. Thank you. And millennials and their invisible ghost servants. <laughs> um, so everyone else... Uh, yeah, she seems... Interested in it being a carnival wagon. Why does it look torn open? She tilts her head to the side to inspect some of the edges. Because we tore it open. That would be my fault and I'll leave it at that. I shoot Illyria a look. You are certainly interesting folk. And did you kill Rictavio then? That'd be unfortunate. He was a nice man. He still is. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. I bought the wagon from him. I'm surprised he was willing to sell it. He didn't have anything on. to keep in it anymore, apparently. After you tore it open. I won't ask further. You said not to. She puts hands on the sides of the entryway and pulls herself in. Um, and presuming everyone else as well piles in or prepares to walk alongside. Uh, <laughs> uh, Grove is taking wet dog and putting it into wagon and giving it a puppy massage because he did good. <laughs> Mounting a small saddle on him and riding him. <laughs> it just smells awful. Like dog and viscera. Valeria will try the fire to to try and dry the dog out too, but it's probably not working very well. Try not to singe the fur. So Nick, that sounds like it leaves you to drive the cart or Grimhild. Uh, I don't think I have vehicle proficiency. You don't need it unless it's for extreme situations. You know how to make donkey go. I guess I'll do it fine. I mean, hypothetically, you could do it from... Oh, wait, no. He's busy drying things. Uh, I'm going to use my second wind before I do that, just because I might as well. All right. And as you pile all in around the wagon, you take the road back. The girl is relatively quiet, but even along the travel, you can see how she's curious and investigates as much of the wagon as she can without 
particularly moving out of it. I make sure none of the stuff that suggests that we're hunting Mauer is visible. I don't think there really is any in the cart, so... Secret compartment department opens and all of your silver stuff and spaghetti falls out. <laughs> My silver spaghetti, no! Uh, it doesn't take too long, less than half an hour before you approach back to town. Yeah, we'll make a stop by the camp. It's... If you want to go there, uh, yeah, you can either travel around the town or through the town uh, to give a clear view. Probably around the town? One moment here. Dang it, come on, move that tag. Who knows, maybe this camp is full of werewolf people. That would be awful. Um, As shown on this, over here. Um, Yeah, it's a bit rougher off the road. It is still mainly open grass fields, however. It jostles around some of the people traveling along. Um, but other than being slowed, you make good enough time. Um, anyone, uh, I guess technically all of you, since none of you are doing, well, no, only the ones who aren't, uh, riding on horses or walking. Anyone riding inside can make a, uh, can take a short rest. Also Faustus, because he's also essentially riding inside, but on the outside. <laughs> Eyes on the in-outside. If I knew that, I would have made Nick drive. <laughs> I can't drive this thing. I would make Nick drive because I don't think he has any resources to replenish. He has health. Yeah, I think he has health. If you know what I'm saying. He's on like six. Oh, is he? Yeah. Never mind. I guess he just didn't update his health bar last time. Um. But so yes, if you move directly there, give me just a moment. I need to once again drag this player bar over. This doesn't scroll as far as I need it to. This absolutely sucks. One sec. You're temporarily resting on here, so I can drag the thing further. <laughs> this. Fucking fog of war. I mean, fog of war. Um, I have all the pogs in the thing, but I haven't dragged them onto the map yet. So for the moment, I'm not going to be concerned with that unless any of you demand it. Um, there we are. Oh. As you follow the paths around and finally get off the grassy area and back onto roads, you follow the dirt road further up for the misty day as it's starting to get a bit further into the morning. And as the woods part by, they reveal an expansive clearing, a relatively small grass-covered hill that has low houses built into its sides. There's some fog and low clouds obscuring details, but you can see that the buildings feature extremely well-made, elegant, carved woodwork, and have decorative lanterns hanging from the sculpted, uh, the sculpted eaves. Atop the hill, uh, above the fog, there's a ring of barrel-topped wagons that surround a large tent with a column of smoke pouring out through a hole in the top. The tent is uh, still very well lit for this time of day from within, and even at this distance you can smell all over the camp the scent of wine and horses. Um, once you get out to that point, the young girl leans out the side, uh, holding onto one of the warped pieces of the wagon so that she can see out as you continue moving forward. Home. Go ahead. As you continue moving forward, uh, you can see there are people around here, more than a few. Uh, with just a glance over, there are you're mostly recognizing pale the skin, dark hair, and the garish clothing that is significant of the Bitterhearts. But there are some others, much darker skin, um, not quite brown, but darker than olive, often accompanied with either graying or black hair, though many of them still look relatively young. Um, some of them seem drunk and others smoke and there's much of the same atmosphere that you experienced back at the smaller camp uh, the one of madame ava's but here the experience is a lot more subdued for the moment there are people 
seeming serious, many going about specific business and organizing themselves. None of them seem to regard you until you start approaching closer. Until a man, thick, barrel-chested, with a shaved head and a large beard, most prominent for its even thicker mutton chops, moves up towards... And what do we have coming in? Arabelle! <sighs> she slides at the side of the wagon, and with a almost trip as she catches against some of the grass, she sprints forward and puts her arms around the man. Davin! Oh, goodness! Vash was having a fit over you! Puts his hand against her head and ruffles it through her hair, still catching bits of damp clumps together. Who are these folks? I don't suppose the ones that took you. If they took me, they wouldn't be bringing me back, would they? Not unless they're very foolish. Would foolish people be able to capture me? Probably. She punches him in the arm. An insane fisherman did, so... Likely. The insane and fools are quite different. She looks looks at his mouth for a second, then back like, yeah, I guess. You can be both. There's a distinction. Still, if you helped her, then please let me welcome you inside. I'm no one of importance. Uh, but Luvish will want to speak with you, of course. Come, come, come in. And he waves you further as he takes steps back. The young girl now rested upon his shoulder. Yeah, I guess we'll go. Is Grimhild, like, visibly, like, grimacing as she walks through this area? I mean, like, she's generally on edge. But well, she's, yes. like, a little bit... Like, it's it's noticeable... Like, seeing them act like people there probably, like, made it a little bit less obvious, but still. Grimhild, no need to roll. Like, bitter hearts, while they often do kind of fucked up things, and are, you've heard at least associated with uh, more and some of your experience have been before, they're not, like, specifically, like, werewolves or vampires, usually. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, they're not monsters, but they deal with monsters. This is true. Um, but you Which, would also know that this camp is a long-standing thing outside of this town. It's been okay. there for ages. And so they're probably not, like, super in on it. Like, or... these are actual houses built into the side of this hill. It's not... Oh, okay. I thought there there were are wagons, wagons here, too, but there are also okay. actual houses cut gotcha. into the sides of the okay. dirt. I mean, still, she's not a huge fan, given their... That's current. fine. I just I just wanted to establish that, because I wasn't sure if you <laughs> realized I mean, She's that. not expecting to get jumped. She's just not happy. She's racist. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are towards them, for good reason. This is a campsite. <laughs> Looking for a caravan? You like dags? I do like dags. I had to carve a dag out of a giant catfish. I like them that much. <laughs> As you move in further, um... You first catch a few leers of some people looking relatively wary, whether they're in states of uh, intoxication or not. To be but fair, you see, I'd super expect that, given that I'm covered in crusted blood and gunk <laughs> and blood. We are just all soaked and covered in, in entrails and awful and blood. Yeah. <laughs> However, attention off seems to continue leaving off of you as soon as they notice the small girl atop uh, Devine's shoulders. And many of them look incredibly relieved, and some of them just immediately begin drinking at this first opportunity. <laughs> they weren't before. <laughs> they needed they, another excuse to start were, drinking. They, they were drinking because of worry, now they're drinking because of a celebration. Exactly, there you go. <laughs> Damn and the it, ones they, that weren't are now helping. accepting the bottle. <laughs> they're already thin, gypsy stereotype. God damn it, bitter hearts. God damn it. <laughs> Next thing you know, Nick's gonna find something missing from his fucking pocket. Do they like dags? One of them throws you a baby, then steals your shit, then takes the baby and runs. <laughs> There's a guy walking around with seven bells. You don't understand what that's for. Anyway, uh, as you Just approach further in, <laughs> um, 
The man, Davines, uh, holds out a hand for you to stop as he lowers Arabelle off his shoulders and sets her to the grass. She sprints off to one of the wagons. Um, and then after, and opens the door, and you hear at the wood click against wood quite loudly from this distance as she slams it shut. If you're willing to get off your mounts, Luvash is just inside and big tent. I think Argyle's in there with him too, though he should be fine, don't worry about that. Or if you want to stay here, I can attempt to get him out, though. He might be wanting to visit his daughter first, obviously. Uh, how big is the tent? Like, is it can, can it fit eight people size of tent? Uh, let's see in particular. I it's would like a ten foot diameter. One square is five feet. No, that's m- bigger than ten foot diameter. Let's see. That's a twenty foot radius. So oh, forty foot I, diameter. <laughs> I was going by the plus thirty, plus twenty, plus ten. I think that's elevation. Ah, that makes sense. Oh, this if is you a... look up at the top, they say every square is five feet. Yeah, no, this is a heck of a hill. Okay, and that is a big-ass, yeah, big-ass tent. All right. Yeah, yeah Nick will stop the... I mean, probably stop the horses already, but, you know, yeah. like, set them up, and uh, they got to post around somewhere, however you deal with the them, and uh, hop off the driver's seat. Or, no, I guess he was inside if Grimwood was driving. That's Get or walking, your choice. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a nice rest and spend some hit dice and get your stuff back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this doesn't yeah, automatically happen. Uh, let me. Long rest auto heal you. Short rest, it's spend hit dice. <laughs> yeah, long rest auto heal you and give you half your max hit dice back. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I'll spend two. Okay. You could spend a third. You get three back for long rest. Yeah, Just hope. Yeah, all three of them add up to an eight. Yeah. Oh, second Wind is so good. Second Wind is stupid good. Fighters are just really good in this edition. I like, love so many fires. people spec into them for Second Wind and uh, Action Surge. Like, even just those makes it worthwhile being dipping into Fighter. I want the maneuvers so bad. <laughs> They're really cool. Time to multi-class. I might, like, after I get 46. It legitimately makes sense for you because you are a very fighty rogue. Yeah. Okay. Um... So, as you approach the tent, you notice the sheer amount of horses gathered in clusters around there, mainly held in by training and the amount of circling the wagons afford. There are more people here, and these seem particularly like those that would be homesteading. Um, Men working on cutting wood, women washing clothing, the smell of food cooking from most corners, not necessarily always the finest, but constant. Um, As you approach, uh, curling up the path that leads to the top, you then enter into the, uh, you then go to the entrance of the tent. The first thing you notice is outside of this tent, there are many casks of wine, a few of them clearly empty from their tops being completely removed. Uh, from inside the tent as you approach, however, you hear the sound of a crack of a whip, <laughs> followed by someone whimpering. <laughs> as you approach the front, there are three sputtering campfires filling the tent with smoke. Through the haze, you see about six bitter hearts passed out in various places on the dead grass. There's a barely conscious and shirtless young man as he's hugging around the center pole, his wrists bound, and his back is marked with deep gashes of blood. There's an older, larger man wearing studied leather armor, lashing the young man with a horsewhip, causing him to scream. Standing in the bigger man's shadow, there's another man, also clad in studded leather. Easy, brother, he says to the whip-wielding brute. I think Alexei has learned his lesson. They don't seem to have noticed your approach yet, or made any note of it, at least. 
Um, the guy who was with us left, right? Uh, he's waiting right here uh, and looks to you. Uh, would you like me to make the introductions? They're in a bit of a mood, but I'm certain they'll be happy enough to hear. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, what What do you do? He was the one who's supposed to be watching our bell. Oh, yeah. We don't let our children wander, off. We're not idiots. <laughs> Nick, in the interest of maintaining civil conversation, let's say, ah, the fucking brat probably, you know, had more to do with her getting away than the guy's lazy eye, but whatever. Faustus kind of says he looks down at his uh, tools. Davine steps inside. Um, excuse me. The man with the whip turns. Um, the scent of alcohol in his breath is clear from this distance. As he holds the whip tight in his hand, and he sways as he turns. He's got very thick sideburns that leave, lead into a dense cut of a beard, but a thinner mustache, his hair swept back and a harsh expression across his face. His skin is slightly ruddier than that of most of the bitter hearts you've seen, but it still has that remarkable pale and the nearly raven black color to his hair. This is not a good time, Davine. I promise you that it is not a good time. It's the best time, Luvash. With my daughter gone, it's the best time. With your daughter back, it's the best time. There's a good three seconds that he stands there. His face confused before he shakes his head and slaps the side of his face. He drops the whip to the ground. Where is she? The other man in studded armor, slightly thinner and shorter, with very long hair and a thin-cut goatee. Brother, shouldn't you get washed up first? Maybe splash some more face. Get some in. No, no, no. I'll do that in a moment. Where is she? We're got class four crunk over here. She's over, uh, getting changed. She had some particularly damp clothes, and I presume it's the only thing she had. Right. He starts taking some steps that are a bit uneven as he's leaving. And these are the people who found her, of course. Are they, then? That, that, that is good. You! She points, a waving finger, not at anyone in particular. You're uncertain if he intended to point at someone in particular, but he's unable to do so. Good. He's pointing at the third neck on the left. We'll have words soon. Um, feel free to stay, drink, eat. I owe you that much. I owe you more. I I will be back in a moment here. And he stumbles out through the tent. The other man sets a hand to his forehead. <sighs> Apologies for my brother. He's been taking it quite hard, though hopefully better now. He looks across all of you with a smile. He has sharp eyes, and they gaze at each of you very directly. So, what brings you to rescuing our... Young lady. The confluence of fortune and misfortune. As is the force of so many things in this world. You know, uh, Budo, fisherman? Yes. When we were uh, looking after him, uh, unfortunately didn't end up recovering him, but uh, we did find her, so I suppose there's some good. Choose Bluto. Hm. Wrong place to be. Um, question. Did we get a description of Bluto? Was he the same? Like, he was the crazy guy who made the fish eat him, right? You didn't get a name specifically, but there's no reason to presume anything otherwise. R- right, because he was the only fish. Okay. Uh, well, not not necessarily with him, 
Like he wasn't looking after her. Um, I suppose it doesn't really matter now. He's dead. Shame. Was the only fisherman doing any work these days. Well, not for a week or more. But still. He continues looking around with a sly smile on his face. The kind you see from someone who is used to always having a smile on their face. So, feel free. If you're wanting any sort of refreshments, you all seem, at the very least, like you've been through something. Plenty of pork, some venison, wine to suit you. I will go for that last one, I think. Man after my own heart. He steps further to the back into the tent, and you can see some of the desks set up around and bedrolls placed. And he lightly kicks a man, one of the ones downed on one of the bedrolls. The man grunts, and he just continues to move his foot to roll the barely conscious individual off of, the, off of there so he can get further back to a wine cask. Partially drained, as you can tell from when he starts filling up a cup. To good tidings, and I suppose the flow of fortune and misfortune, as you put it. I will consistently drink to that. <laughs> fortune came to us today. I can appreciate that, my friend. There'll be plenty of wine. If we run out of this one, there'll be a cask outside. Take a seat, anywhere. Talk to people. Do whatever you'd like. It'll take a moment before Luvash is done. Talk to me if you'd like. I'm certain he'll be sobbing for a good several minutes, too. No, oh, that is his allowance. He likely thought his daughter dead or worse. He would refuse to believe she was ever dead, even if it had been years. He would refuse. He'd fear it, don't get me wrong. And of course, for that reason alone, it is his allowance. But he would never believe it. Still, any of the rest is of it? you. Wine, food, anything. Everyone's so still and silent. This is not a time to be solemn. It's a time for celebration. You've brought good tidings to us. I just prefer a warm, warm area by the fire. And that's a place offered to you, my friend. He makes a motion with his arm. Yeah, how's how's your how's your wolf? Uh... He'll be fine. He always is. Though he's been beaten up a bit more than I expect he's used to, due to recent circumstances. What's his HP at right now? Uh, how much would a potion heal? I'm talking a cure wounds. Well, a, a, I'm not sure how much Grimhild, what level of potion Grimhild used. I assume... A, I think she'll have the one. basics, though. Yeah, so I think that's what, 2d4 plus 2? Something like that. Yeah, 2d4 plus 2. Uh, so first that, and then any amount of hit dice you wanted to spend over the short rest. And that's my hit dice, too? I mean, you can they spend hit the, dice, but I mean, he, are, dice. are they his hit dice? I don't know, I don't check, know your, check your sheet. Is. Check your ranger sheet. Like the actual like ranger special playbook thing, I should mention it. Oh, that went up. Thought it didn't need it. Let's see what I got first. Um, that's seven and lens. Anyways, I'll pull this up and y'all do I'm something back. else. What I miss? Make me an insight check. <laughs> me? Yes, you in particular. Oh, jeez. Oh, not bad. Nineteen. Okay. Were you there for when I was explaining? Um. Aragal, as he was looking over all of you. No, I'm, I left just before that. Sure. Uh, Aragal is thinner than his brother, uh, still wearing studded armor, a sharp-cut goatee, longer hair, a face that's perpetually smiling, but sharp eyes. And he looked at each of you individually as he was scanning over all of you with somewhat of intent. But when he looked over you, he lingered in such a way, and his eyes gave away something. He recognized something. You're not sure what but he definitely seemed to acknowledge what you look like. Well, that could be because I have the haunted background, <laughs> but it could also be some other stuff. With the insight roll, do I know? <laughs> you don't. Insight okay. doesn't mind read. It just tells you when you, something strange happens. I guess it was more of a, does he recognize 
me or does he recognize that faraway look in my eyes? It seems, okay, that one's fair. Uh, it doesn't seem like an acknowledging in the sense of like, ah, I can see that type of soul. It seemed like he was the sight of seeing you, not staring into you, just seeing you. Gotcha. Okay. As such, he's offered wine, food, and rest to anyone who desires it, while Luvash himself is off in uh, one of the side wagons seeing to his daughter. Do you give us a treasure? Not as of yet. Okay. Or throw us a party? Uh, they're kind of throwing us a party. Uh, Not an active one yet. It's still yeah. before noon. <laughs> if you like pork, venison, and uh, whatever wine this fisherman can give us. I mean, well, they're... They're not fishermen. I don't know what they do, but they're not fishermen. That's fair uh, enough. Pork and venison are pretty sweet. Yeah, unfortunately, we missed out on the biggest side of catfish in Estrada has ever seen. <laughs> We're really good at cutting up, like, big animals that people should be able to eat. Well, we have... We just happen to ha- have to kill them. So, natural result. Uh, Nick, on the other hand... Uh, knows more about the sort of things like what fork you would never eat that disgusting <laughs> wood person venison with. <laughs> Wait, what other kind of venison is there? They don't have factory farming and fucking <laughs> No. Oh, they, they have sea venison, a.k.a. some kind of shitty fish. <laughs> Isn't that tuna, the chicken of the sea? There are certainly people around there who poach fawns <laughs> for young meat. Um, but yeah, uh, everything but seems relative. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying the dog's at like 12, 20. He's, he's hurt. He's probably playing it up around people, but he is... Grimhild's petting him. He's, he's, he's a good boy. I will totally do a cure wounds on him. He got 14 more. Jesus. As you rest your hands atop him and pulse of green goes out and you can see the pieces of burnt flesh sizzled away begin to form back into normal, albeit still hairless, pieces of skin. Uh, he seems relatively well. He begins wagging and... There you go. All good is new. With I'm that sure no- that fur will grow back. With that noise, you hear another... From the back of the tent. And a large, leathery dog, a mastiff of sorts, stumbles out, slobber dripping across it as it moves in that direction. It wags its tail as it approaches you. Which you? You gotta be more specific. (laughs) Well, uh, Grove will kind of ring everything out by the fire and be like, uh, is it playtime? I guess it's the best way he will phrase it, like, after thinking for a second. Are you asking the man or the dog? The man. Winter's harmless unless you have an actual beast out on the hunt. Okay. Have fun, you two. Slaps the dog on the haunches. <laughs> you gets up and moves forwards. Winter nearly bowls him over, larger than your dog even. <clears throat> the two of them run outside and scamper amongst the grass. You hear someone uh, make a surprise. Oh, because they nearly get knocked over from the two dogs sprinting past. Did anyone have anything in particular they wanted to do while here or anyone to talk to? Nope. No. Okay. Time goes by in the tent. It's... Minute passes, several more. The atmosphere is relatively calmed, and the young man who is bound in the center uh, is still on his knees, but doesn't seem to be whimpering as much anymore. Back through the door, they're uh, stumbling a little less. The man Luvash comes. The girl Arabelle, with her long curling hair, astride his shoulders. More uh, 
legs on either side of him rather than mounted on one like Devine. So you all saved this little precious thing, didn't you? Indeed. And we, I owe you the biggest debt I can possibly offer. If you ever need something from the bitter hearts round here, you will can have it. In fact, you deserve more than that. You deserve treasures. <laughs> something shiny to catch your eye, or something mighty to slay more foul beasts with, like the one you saved this thing from. <laughs> so he then picks her up and tilts her over upside down, and she squeals. She told you about the giant uh, fish thing, then. Wouldn't have expected such a thing to be in the lake, nor such a thing to eat monster that I didn't even realize was a monster. Seems they kill each other these days. No room for the rest of us. Except for you who came along. Yeah, a uh, couple of you have mentioned that you know that you knew Bluto. Um, had he been... Had he had contact with you recently? I don't know, maybe come by to, to sell some of his cats or something like that. Over it's just the circumstances ago. that led us to, to, to check after him. Over a week ago, he came in selling some things. What little he had left. He seemed desperate. He used to have a family? Not much of one. As far as I knew, he had been alone for a long time. Which I suppose that, with the business drying up as well, must have made him snap. I can only hope he has as good of an eternity in the ground as he can. Well, more burial at sea. But... <laughs> But to you, venturing heroes, we owe your thanks. So, let that thanks begin. And he steps out. Everyone! My daughter's home! There's a round of cheers from those outside. The sounds of horses whinnying, dogs barking, and people calling. It seems with true delight that everyone acknowledges the importance of this and the power of this man, and how much this little girl being returned is meant to this place. And since it seems people are tired, we'll call an end to the session there. Two questions. Oh, unless you, anyone has anything necessary. Sure. One, how sick is the loot we get? Two, do we go up a level? <laughs> Getting ahead of me, aren't you, Josh? Oh. Firstly, firstly uh, loot, loot will come next session when we're approaching. We punch this joyous old man in the face and take his stuff. <laughs> because, <laughs> because we're D&D, &D, it's what we do. <laughs> no, 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 no. We punched a fish, and this guy gives us his stuff. So firstly, uh, you'll get loot next session. That's a thing that happens in character. <laughs> Secondly, uh, yes, you do all go up a level. Welcome. Level Sweet. six. Sweet. This one's good for you guys, too, for me. I get better at some skills. I get 10 more hit points. And I also get a feed, because I'm a fighter uh, and we're rad. Okay, but before going all into that, um, <laughs> any questions, comments, concerns about the session? No? That was a big fucking fish. It was a big fucking fish. Which is both a question and a comment? No, wait. I wasn't exactly... You know, I'm actually surprised you guys managed to handle it so well. I mean, the only one who went down was the dog. To be fair, the dog pretty much goes down if it ever gets focuses, so... <laughs> it was the thing inside of its bite range. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, it's like yeah, that was. No, fair. I was salty because three crits in a row makes anybody. Salty, I had two but... crits in a row. Thank you. Only two. Same still applies. It's <laughs> not the same. Thing. But uh, so for the yeah. record, being, being poisoned blows. I need to figure out a way to poison Nick's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell most, yeah! Most player poisons oh, are instead just incredibly powerful weaponized things. Yeah, that's like 
how how and when and if you can poison your stuff or otherwise do sort of temporary stuff has always been a weird However, if you do, though, like, rules. poison is fucking bonkers strong on your weapons, especially for rogues, because it also counts for crits. Yeah, I'm guessing it's more the kind of thing where I need to, like, I don't know, go and murder a venomous spider somewhere and bottle it or something. It's probably or not buy something some particularly shady sources. Yeah, though you wouldn't trap with it, so it's not like, I don't know, maybe for anti-pest stuff. Goodbye. But then again, he's not—he's not the sort of scumbag kind of rogue. So maybe, uh, though. Maybe can, there's I like sh- poisons that work on like undead and shit, like dead man's blood. They're the equivalent of whatever fuck. Or you know, grind up a uh, Avacyn collar and <laughs> sprinkle it on there or something. I don't know. From uh, the oils from The Witcher, you mean? Yeah, shit like that. Oh, that'd be so cool. I really do. <laughs> Any wish other questions, like, comments, concerns? Oh, I do wish there was a cool poison mechanic or like to make them because that's something I know Grove would be 100% using if there was a better way to do that. <laughs> I guess I didn't know you I can ask some shit. Eh, I just realized Grove is also probably be good as a like before he became a ranger and found the dog or yeah, to find the dog, he was probably just a rogue that used poisons. <laughs> <laughs> and then dog happened and it got weird. <laughs> it got weird? <laughs> He lost all of his stuff. He's just good at shooting the arrows now. So two things I get at sixth level are land stride. I uh, can. Oh, move- but um, hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, but I don't believe we have any further uh narrative slash whatever questions. So, um, did you want me to stop it there or yeah, leave I don't the think XP people stuff? necessarily need to hear all this. We can summarize at the beginning of the next session if need yeah, be. That's fair. Goodbye. All right. <laughs>